In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Big news! From January 26th through the 29th, Pondswag is having a huge sale, offering 35% off all regular priced items with the code DEAL. And as an added bonus, there will be tons of discounted tees priced at $5, 10 and $15. So go take a look and pick up some swag from your favorite show like this one. That's right. If you go to swagpodpodswag.com. <laughs> Man, it's just podswag.com slash sale. And you can check out all the discounted t-shirts. And you can choose whether you're a pigeon double take person oh. or a Kananga balloon person. We hope you're a pigeon double take person. Also, new posters coming soon and a brand new t-shirt. Check out podswag.com slash deal. No, it's slash sale. Use the offer code deal for 30% off. What would I do without you? This podcast. <laughs> Wait, I do it with you. Oh, that's right. Anyway, here's the show. Man and man, man and man, podcast. Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to James Bonding. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt, and we are joined by two of your favorites. Well, one of your favorites and one of your newest favorites. That's right. Never, somehow never been on this program. I know, but it's a fitting night to have him on because, well, I mean, let's just get into who these people are all first. Right. Well, we, we all know that. James. James Bladen's here. Thank you, James, so much for being here. I'm not going to let you talk. Bobek Fredowski is here. Bobek. Do I welcome? Get, oh, I get to talk. Thank you. Yes, you. Of course, you get to talk. <laughs> no, you cannot talk this entire time, <laughs> uh, James. Silent I'm sorry. You judging. I'm just here to observe, Matt. <laughs> so, James, you're one of my favorites. I love. Is that when true? Matt said, "Can James come?" I was like, "Of course." What are you stupid? <laughs> you're amazing. Anyway, thank you, Matt. And I, you guys both suffered through this movie for us. Yeah, this is no small task. We really appreciate it. And Bobic, I'm especially excited you're here because I feel like you bring some professional cred with your insights here. Tell people a bit, bit about yourself and why you're so uniquely qualified to, to take this movie to task, if that is the case. If you need to, you may be in full support. Well, one, I'm wearing a space shuttle t-shirt. This is so. That's uh, number one. I think that's you know that I obviously like space shuttles. Um, two, <laughs> I just uh, thought you liked t-shirts. Yeah, I do. I also like t-shirts. Um, but two, I also uh, my day job is at uh, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and I work on uh, robotic spacecraft to explore the solar system. So I've I've put things on Mars. Oh, uh, you literally have put things. Literally, on Mars. literally this put is things on Mars. No exaggeration. Uh, I worked on spacecraft at Saturn, 
now I work on one uh, to Europa, Jupiter's moon, and oh. one that's going to Earth. That's not as exciting, but it's it's going to be around Earth. Well, is it our, it's going to Earth, but <laughs> yeah, it's presumably yeah. Wait a originating You're going to put Earth it too. further away from the place you need it to yeah, be? It's going to be higher up. <laughs> this is weird. So you, you think of the Earth as a big, flat kind of object. And as it you is. Put it, right, and you put it higher than that. It can look down oh, and see all of it. Oh, it's truly flat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's also worth mentioning the one going to Europa is presumably searching for some of the best odds of extra extra terrestrial terrestrial life yeah um right so with europa it's looking for habitability the question we're trying to answer before we get to life which i think what we're still really optimistic we'll get to um is could europa be a place where life could could survive Um, and we're finding a lot of those places in the solar system which is cool and james what are you working on well i'm working on (laughs) i'm working on a project for io (laughs) Um, which is a sister project of the Europa project. So, because I was told, uh, it's my understanding, according to 2010, that we should be avoiding Europa, leaving that one free for the life that is there alive now. Am I correct on this, Bobby? I've, I've heard that as well. So, here's the thing you are correct, but you're not supposed to have that information. That is, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can we cut that out? Right. <laughs> I was great, though. What a, what a, Cool yeah, moon. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I'm uh, more of a Ganymede guy myself, sure. but you know, Titan, okay. Titan. Oh, wow. just a, you're just okay. a fan of the I movie. Like Saturn. Is that where Saturn is? Titan, Saturn. It is Saturn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like the Titan because that's the name of Riker's ship after he gets, you know, after he leaves the Enterprise E. Right. He gets well, the Titan. regardless right. of our favorite, uh, you know, satellites and moons, we have a special moon that we're here. We're gathered here tonight to talk about, and that's our very own moon. Wait, I have a quick question, and this has always bothered me. A moon is a generic term for a satellite. Yeah, but our moon is just called moon. Or the moon. The moon. The moon. Yeah. What really? That's the official yeah. name. I still feel it needs a proper noun. Isn't it? I think Luna. Luna. Is, yeah. Okay. Luna. Yeah. All right. But why don't we call it Luna? Because we don't have a second moon. But right. doesn't Luna just mean moon? Yes. So is it, we're just turning it to a different language doesn't particularly well, give why it its own name. Also, is Earth like Terran? There's so many questions I have. Well, but that, I think, is a similar thing, too. It's land. It's like Latin for land in some way or something. Well, sure. well, isn't it in the Bible that... Uh, oh, here oh we go. boy, here oh, we go here we Guys, go. hear me Every out. I want to tell you, time. Matt, there's good news you need to hear about. James! <laughs> See, the real reason we wanted you both here was science versus religion. <laughs> I forgot to tell you James is a youth pastor. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I also run the... Um, James, I the youth pastor in Calabasas. <laughs> it's got Bieber going there. It's great. It's That's right. We're putting on a few shows right now, actually. <laughs> the kids. What? Get the word out. Get the word out. So the moon, Luna, the moon, and it's, and it's raking is why Luna we're raker. here right. tonight. Have we figured out the raker part of Moonraker? Well, that was just the name of the missile from the novel. Yeah, but no intent on... Like, no explanation for me in Fleming as to why it was called Moonraker. I don't know, but it's the Raker. coolest name I can ever think of, Moonraker. It just scrapes the moon on its way in a trajectory or something? I don't know. Uh, oh. <laughs> Bobak, since it's your first moon, time on Moonskimmer. The... Yeah, Moonskimmer. <laughs> since it's your first time on the program, we like to ask everybody uh, what their life obsession with James Bond is. If they have one, what their first movie was, how uh, they fell into it. Sure. So my first is Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Uh, First you ever saw? In a th- yeah. In a, well, at first I recall saying. Like I say, don't bother him. Oh, well, I mean, like my, I mean, I think, right, I feel like 
bond is typically like inherited from the father yes. sort of to the yeah it's the, passed down yeah it's passed down yeah. yeah and my dad growing up in iran probably wasn't like a huge james bond <laughs> fan um if that if that was a thing uh so i'm, I'm pretty sure it's golden eye i i mean i i definitely and then i feel like after that it comes to the like spike tv james bond marathons sure. in college yeah a lot of those. Yeah. Um, those and, good and then those overly expensive like DVD Blu-ray collections, like right. $200 a pop. And I was like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah. need each format. Oh. Well, the secret is wait wait a year and they'll be $40. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've never waited done. a year. I've, I've never, never waited a year. That, yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. I've found I've bought them almost all digitally just to do this thing. Yeah. It's so convenient. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Well, Moonraker, 1979, the answer to Star Wars. James Bond needs to go to space, but he also needs to go to space via Venice and Rio and wherever Los else. Angeles. Los Angeles. That's, oh, God, I got a lot to say about that. Because just to think that this whole third of this movie is unfolding in our backyard right here. Ugh. In fact, I'm going to get to this right now. Oh, we'll, good. We'll, we'll go through the film bit by bit, but... When I always watched this in the past, and they mentioned this was Los Angeles, for some reason I was just thinking they flew north from LAX and it was like, I don't know, Simi Valley or something where this estate was supposed to be mentioned or located. Mm -hmm. But they show the helicopter going over downtown LA. I think you see MacArthur Park in there. Mm -hmm. So it implies that this thing is either in like the Inland Empire or Orange County or San... (laughs) Then I thought, no, it doesn't seem like they're gone that long, so maybe it's San Gabriel Valley. Is it supposed to be kind of like a jpl that's, thing that's what my he's thought. like a jack parsons kind of weirdo well i would i mean i think the parallel today obviously this is why we're is elon here. musk oh right, right. i mean like yeah. private entrepreneur building out of space Definitely. program today yes whoa 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 same <laughs> number of syllables but i know elon musk oh, musk drax hugo drax hmm. they're there both must be something too. musk and drax have similar kind of sure. plosives and they both have yeah. somewhat indiscernible accents that's true <laughs> Wait a okay. second. They're also like kind of spectrumy. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, but I felt but the, I agree. I, I, yeah, because he's into some master race shit that, like, you know, when you really put uh, Alistair Crowley into the Jack Parsons mix and the L. Ron Hubbard thing, you're starting to get some. Do you weird think everybody who's listening to this knows the Jack Parsons bit? Are you just sort of this is a common I, knowledge? I, I guess not, but I don't even know that I fully know. I just I, mean, know I that, don't know it either uh, entirely. I, what I've re- so uh, early days, uh, and, and there are people who call JPL uh, Jack Parsons Laboratory, um, but early days of the rocket program was done at Caltech with a mix of students and kind of just I don't know aficionados, you know, amateurs. Uh, they blew up enough stuff around campus that I guess they were asked to leave, and they went to the Arroyo where JPL is today. And they kind of started working on perfecting the the liquid motor rocket, um, the kind of the you know the main engines for I guess the Moonraker would have been. Um, now Parsons, yeah, his backstory is very. He's like a local Pasadena boy. Right. He apparently is like this good-looking, kind of charming fellow. Uh, works at a mining company. I think he's good at chemistry. Like he's good with kind of explosions and chemistry. And the story starts out weird because he marries. And then they have, like, they go to a, a, a unique church, I guess, is how I would describe it, where the pastor or whatever religious figure lead um, encourages him to sleep with his wife's sister while the pastor sleeps with his wife. Uh-huh. I think that's the story. Classic cult uh, behavior. Yeah. 
they James, get kicked out. Yeah, James. speak to this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't encourage it vocally. That Just kind of physically. Thing. Physically. It's mostly with hand gestures. And a little, huh? Yeah. yeah. Hey? Huh? Um, and then he gets kicked out of uh, out of that rocket program. I mean, this is pre, obviously, a, like a laboratory existing. He gets kicked out as they want to make it a more official kind of, you know, place that they, you know, a, a, an official science laboratory that, uh, you know, at this point, a, mil- a military organization is going to inherit. Uh, so he gets kicked out. And I think that's about the, the point where he becomes... BFFs with L. Ron Hubbard, who encourages him to go down uh, to the Arroyo and jerk off into the dirt. There's that to get into the occult uh-huh. for sure, but also to like invest in a yacht company where the idea was just to take yachts <laughs> and say. sell them at like a higher price. <laughs> but gets <laughs> we buy these yachts for one hundred thousand dollars. We can sell them for one hundred and one thousand dollars. Classic yachting scheme. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my god. So Hubbard runs off with the money and the wife, I think, of Parsons, um, leaving him back in Pasadena mixing uh, explosive for pyrotechnics. To the point where he blows himself he up, He blows right? himself up, yeah, in his garage. Yeah. Wow. You know, just like Hugo just, Drax. It's a normal L.A. Yes. story. So yeah. when did he record Eye in the Sky? This is going to be a great Amazon series someday. This is going to be a great podcast tonight. <laughs> I'm excited. We haven't even begun. Moonraker. We start with the shuttle being stolen off the back of its carrier plane. I just I have that a question. Idea, though, yeah. Even before that, how did they get? I mean, the first guy in orbit is the director of the film. Well, how do they? They bring John, John Glenn, Glenn. <laughs> from, oh, okay, from you're NASA. Very confused. Yeah, no, no, John Glenn. He's just the editor. He was. He was the editor so of the movie. Lewis Gilbert's the director. The but you're right. He is the astronaut. John Glenn. He is the astronaut. No. Okay. Right. No, it's just the same name. Okay. Yes. I was going to say, that was smart thinking to have him edit it. They couldn't get Neil Armstrong. It was Lewis Gilbert. Lewis Gilbert. Lewis Gilbert. In a sort of an anticipatory nod to the main characters from Revenge of the Nerds, Lewis and Gilbert. That's right. And Sullivan. And Sullivan. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You say... (laughs) Well, we're just starting off with this great sequence that is trademark of lewis gilbert's james bonds and that's just a big vehicle vehicle being stolen yeah you've got the the space capsule and you only live twice in the big submarine in spy who now here's my first question yeah who steals who steals the moonraker i don't know but every time they pop out of those little cubby holes i'm always surprised to see they're wearing what they're wearing i just don't (laughs) expect them to be wearing like cool French guy leather jackets and jeans. Like, well, that's not shuttle-stealing wardrobe, is it, right? No. And 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 why is why are the stowaway electronic uh, opening cubbies standard on all <laughs> moonrakers now? Places with little padded seats where you can easily stow away. Oh. I would have assumed that's for the this, this, the following, right? The, the master race to, like, Oh. To be in there when they need to go, but these were ostensibly made for the military, right? They're, these were, Drax was not intending on keeping this one, right? Wasn't he? No, no. because he says later, yeah, that's right. He said, stole it back. "Why did you steal this one? Oh, because mine went bad. It had a problem, so I had to get this one back." So this was going over to England, right? Here's what I don't understand: is what 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 kind of a time crunch is Drax under for this master race situation? 
that he couldn't just wait until he made another one. I'll tell you what, because it's the only time in human history that the weather conditions were perfect around the globe for a bunch of shuttles to launch for simultaneously. For six shuttles to take off. Yeah. I saw Geostorm, and I know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I just Any position of authority from just having watched Geostorm is, is wonderful. It's like we're, the equivalent is that like we're watching a movie where... where Musk needs to steal a working Model 3. Right, right. Instead of just waiting for them to build another one that works. Yeah. But I guess it would take years to build. I guess he's been working on this for years upon years. Well, he must have been if it's a master race. It does seem really rushed, though. I agree. Like, there's just... And the problem isn't solvable. Like, oh, it's got a problem, and you're just not going to fix it. Right. It's easier to steal one. You're telling me they're... just given one shuttle out to... Otherwise, he's... He secretly built these other shuttles, but five other ones, right? There's no, at least six, five. Right? At right? least uh, six total, right? He had yeah. to, six he, total. He, that's six, what I'm saying. Six, five other and ones, one to, and one that's been okay. on the back of a 747. Well, so seven total because it's yeah. bad one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And also, what what are the English going to do with the shuttle? <laughs> Eight total no... because that's what the Space Marines are riding. Oh, oh right, they're Space Marines. Oh, I to come up. Yeah. That's right. But I do like what. What would the British be doing with that? I know. Well, I thought they were just transporting it. They were. It was on loan to. It was on loan from the United States. Right. Right. And the British were going to do what with it? Right. Also, why were the pilots British? Wouldn't the Americans yeah. fly their shuttle to? Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, you guys can borrow this, but we're not flying it. You yeah. got to, you got to get your own guys over. You guys are like, good at yeah, chauffeurs. Like, you can have this TV, but you got to pick it up. I don't want to. <laughs> and, and local pickup only will not ship. And they don't bolt them down. They really just—it's just a handle, one handle away from being yeah. disconnected. Well, that—that's science. Yeah. Okay. Nice that's for safety. It's just a—it's a little ball joint, and they just sit up. Right yeah. On top it's of like there. a tow hitch. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's okay. actually a, it's a bobby pin that's stuck in there. You pull that, <laughs> right. you're good to go. You're good to take the shuttle off, All the, right. off the back of the 747. But for the opening of a James Bond movie, you could do worse. It's not bad. You could. <laughs> but you, you could. But, but then you go right in from this into an exciting and never before seen to this extent skydiving free fall sequence shot midair. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty thrilling. I had to like. I jumped back and watched it a couple times just to just for that line. Just so but... I could know where the hell Jaws came from. Yeah. That is a question. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Wait. Yeah, the, it was a toilet. Yeah, he had for to sure. Be. The had toilet. to be. Why? Or the cockpit? Why? Yeah, he's not That's the, the most stealthy. It's like, why are they? What? Who is? Who? Who is killing James Bond? Who wants to kill James Bond? Right? Yeah. Here? What's the story of this who, thing? What is mean? that? Yeah. Right. How is it that Jaws is actually working for Drax? So what you're telling me is that Drax has assumed that once I steal the shuttle, they're gonna send James Bond after me. I need you to go find James Bond and kill him, but I don't want you to shoot him in the face. Wait, I don't think no, this but first he, thing's related to Drax. Because what is? How does Jaws end up working for? Because Drax? because the uh, Chang the assassin, right? because isn't it the Chang dies and that's when they hire Jaws? Yeah, isn't he on a phone call saying yes. like, "Well, if we can get him, let's get Jaws him." Jaws is clearly a, he's like a freelancer, top dollar freelance henchman. We've right. covered this before, but he's only he's failed every time we've ever yeah, seen. He him do literally has, but he hasn't died. <laughs> You know point. what I mean? And he's got a good gimmick, so he's probably his, you know... And I think, honestly, he might have died had he not stuff, flapped his or, hands. That's it. Yeah. That slows not, him down a little bit. If he flapped his arms, yeah. he would be dead. Yeah. Well, 
Right. So, so the idea is that Jaws is just what he's on spec. But also, like, uh-huh. did Jaws like hire out two other assassin people to do the job for him? He's like, I'll wait in the bathroom in case you can't do it. They're like, we can. We'll take him on the flight. We'll get him up there. We'll put on our parachutes. We'll get him to the door. Yeah. You have to push him. Out. Is that what it is? Because it seems ridiculous. It's also like, what? What is the point of 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 shooting the instrument panel of the plane? Which, right. By the way, I don't really think that would make the plane go crazy. I think it would, it would just ruin the instruments. Right. <laughs> unless blind. unless it was like they had an autopilot on or something, yeah. and then they're shooting it, and the autopilot turns off, so now it starts to dive down. You mean as opposed to just shooting yeah. Bond? Right. Well, this is what I'm that's saying. That's the age old. That's always the question. You know, when I kill it's him, just like when it's so blatant, when you're you're bringing me into this in a cold open mm-hmm. where there's. A woman with a gun. There's obviously a guy in the cockpit who's in on this too, and a guy in the bathroom. And they're on a private jet that they're going to just throw the money away and just destroy a private jet. And no one had yeah. to go to the bathroom prior to this, or it was always right? like knock, knock, knock. Well, <laughs> as we know, we don't, maybe been. they were. Just, we don't know how long ago because she says, "Any higher, and my ears will pop." And oh, I'm assuming they're still climbing. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. So well, she's like has nothing to do with where feet. his hand is. He is yet to be able to turn on his yeah. cell phone. Good right. point. Yeah. Good hmm. point. All right. <laughs> Glad that's settled. Are, yeah. It's a great stunt, though. Yeah, Fantastic. I mean, the, but was Jaws needed in that scene at all? That not is, really. He was not. I think it's the obviously audience fan just needed service. to be reminded. Yeah. To be reminded he existed. But at this point, he's not working for Drax. I think that's the important thing to remember is that. Right. You're right, though. They probably should have put him just where he comes in in the second part. Yeah, that would have been a much better reveal. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's unnecessary in that. You could have either of those people who tried to kill Bond end up in a circus tent. Also would have been funny. But it did make me think, though, that if you'd just seen Spy Who Loved Me before this, mm-hmm. and everybody remembers Jaws in that movie. You're in the theater and all this shit's going on and then up pops Jaws. I bet you the crowd went crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's well, probably that's true. That's settled. Well, yeah. if that didn't do it, the slow-moving Shirley Bassey torch song, Moonraker, sure will. Right, which is a pretty bad song. It's the least what? memorable James Bond song. Oh, I no. love it. Oh, sorry. I love it. I love it. Oh, no. I, I, I'm with you. I, oh. Yeah, I don't like it because it sounds very Broadway to me. What's not to like? Oh, I love it. <laughs> the beginning of it sounds to me like it's a Sondheim reject from like Sweeney Todd or something like that. It, it sounds very much like a Broadway show, which was written partially by Hal David, right? Yeah. Who is a Broadway dude. Yeah. And uh, it sounds cheesily Broadway to but me. Do you feel that way about Diamonds Are Forever? Did he write that as well? I think so. No, I don't. Diamonds. No, are I guess I don't. Is, these songs are sort of like memorable. in the same vein. To I me. feel what like about? yeah, this is like the the last Shirley song that you yeah. get, and yeah. it's got the triangles, so you know you're in space. The little triangle. <laughs> the triangle yeah, equals yeah, yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not space. <laughs> you're that's like, right. that is. Space uh-huh. Thank you, Bob. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all right. sure. Now it's better. Yeah. Where are you? Why do you hide? <laughs> yeah. It makes well, like no it's, sense. But it's just like so... I think the problem for me with the moon raker of it all is when Shirley Bassey opens her mouth for a chorus and you have that amount of syllables, I just want to hear it go gold finger. Like, I want it to go moon raker. <laughs> yeah. I would have been so right. thrilled. Yeah. How about that was just the like the gold finger goes? Nope. No. Right. Moonraker, like wider every... than a mile. <laughs> That's where I would go. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. all right. So there's some disagreement over the song, right? But the t- title sequence does tie in a lot to what we just saw, 
probably more than almost anything because there are actual acrobats in a circus and then the women flipping around actually ties into that's the mardi gras yeah you know that is brilliant we've never started in a circus before so the women flipping around doing things has never made sense that's true yeah thank you james (laughs) thank you james i'm done (laughs) you you are excused uh all right so bernard lee Mm. looking looking like this is his last movie it is his last i know I know. It is. But uh, I, I love him. Q says again with a fine, I'm going to say it my way first, yeah, with a fine tooth comb. Mm-hmm. But he says again with a fine tooth comb. And I, it, what, what throws me off about that emphasis is that when I'm emphasizing it the way normal people do, and that is a fine tooth comb, it yeah. means the comb has fine teeth. Right. But when you say a fine tooth comb, it means I have a comb just for teeth. A you fine know? tooth comb. Yeah. And it means he brushes his teeth. But my, oh, like, my. That is that, a fine tooth comb you got over there. Does he mean a toothbrush, or does he mean he has like a, a tined comb that he, he straightens his teeth with a, with a comb? I think it's either that uh-huh. or it's just his generation which used to emphasize the wrong <laughs> words. Like, like they, weekend. in old movies, they would say, not just British, but in old movies, they would say, like, let's take him back to headquarters mm-hmm. or he's a boy scout. They would do, fine they would tooth comb. emphasize the exact wrong word. And I think he's of fine that generation, a fine tooth comb. But, but before it became, like when they were just trying phrases out, yeah. they accidentally would, we evolved you, later. Because this is long enough ago, they're just inv- like. I wonder when I'm gonna look up comb. the etymology of that. The etymology of fine tooth comb. Yeah, <laughs> as an expression. Isn't it from spaceballs when they combed comb the desert? <laughs> it's it's from giant space combs. They have giant combs. Remember? Yeah, it's yeah. Because isn't it also fine toothed comb? Uh, hmm. Hmm. I don't this know. What I don't think I would say it in. though. I no. think the the yeah the phrase is with still. a fine fine tooth comb. Uh. The poli- uh, hmm. <laughs> the, uh, mm. the ramblings uh, of a man in a safari is, jacket. I'm wearing, by the way, I'm wearing a Moonraker safari jacket that Phil Nobile gave me, and it's it's glorious. It's just like the one in the movie. No, you're not, Matt. <laughs> yes, <I laughs> you're am. wearing a t-shirt. No, I am. <laughs> you can't prove it. Uh, um, you guys talk. All right, and, we'll, oh, we'll, sure. this is an audio. Uh, well, I'm happy to talk about the fact that why is it so, in, why is Money Penny so incredulous to hear that James Bond fell out of a plane without a parachute? She's aware of most of his missions and right. all the things that happened to him. Why right. is this so un- unbelievable? That's a good question. And also, why does he take umbrage with the fact that she doesn't believe him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd think he'd, she'd be used to that kind of, you know, when he comes in, she's sort of like, She's like, James seems surprised. And then like, you're really late. Yeah. So which was it? Yeah. Did you expect him or not? Were you expecting him earlier? Yeah. Or, I mean, it's just, man, why is that? She's got more of a, or very curly hair in this. It's kind of like, and. Everyone's getting on in years here. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first movie where the, where the supporting cast is showing that they've been supporting for quite a while. Right. Uh, let's talk about Q's hands, Matt. Oh, okay. I have the Q's hand report. Yeah. Now, if you're just tuning in. I'd like to, under, I'd like to know just how big Q's right. hands are. Golden here. Eye is the baseline because it's the first movie we did in this series where I noticed the enormity of, of Q's hands. Now, here's an interesting thing. In yeah. this movie, I find Q's hands to be a Golden Eye minus three, which is not to say they're not huge. They are. I 
have to agree with but this. But the extraordinary thing are his fingernails are a golden eye plus seven. <laughs> they are incredibly long. The I have never seen someone so inaccurate with a pointer. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do you know why it takes him so no. long to hit the magnet that lifts the thing? Oh, okay. I was thinking you thought he was trying to point to the center of the screen. He's clearly <laughs> no, trying no. to trigger. He's trying to yeah. trigger the Wait, thing. Yeah. You think that was practical? That he's actually opening it? I think so. I think he's supposed to like oh, be I do. touching I do. some button well, in the corner. I do think he was uh, in the script. Yes, but there's a guy back there behind there <laughs> opening so? it. Oh, yeah. It's, a guy it's with not the really. Yeah. yeah. So why does he have to be accurate at all? It could be anywhere. But that just makes it even crazier. <laughs> right. So why does he care? Is he that method that he? I know. He picked a spot that also, he needs to hit. Shouldn't he be stabbing it front on? Instead, he just kind of lays kind it of on. Like and wafts it down yeah. to the corner of the like painting. he's dubbing it like a knight. Yeah, yeah. And it's know. also like, why does that have to be a secret monitor? Why is why is the head of the British Secret Service? Why can't he have a monitor in his office? Yeah, it right. doesn't need to be hidden. I That's think it's a good so point. It just like it looks like beautiful uh, decorative things in the daytime. That's so he's right. not distracted. That makes sense. Yeah. They didn't have the OLED wallpaper That's displays. Sure. That... sure. He doesn't want that. <laughs> yeah. doesn't but want it makes less sense they would have a mirror that high up on the wall. I just um, really want to check out the f- top four inches of my head. Now, okay. Here's my next, here's my next problem. With he's this got scene. a big forehead. <laughs> oh, there's so, so much happening. And this is like when, this is when Desmond Llewellyn is fully committed to combing over. Yeah, this movie is—it's a straight I would give ladder. It a, uh, 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 well, there's there a baseline for comb over? We'll say it's Goldeneye. Yeah, okay. On the comb over scale, this one, this one might be your baseline. This is the most. This has to be it, yeah. right? This is the baseline. So yeah. from now on, all of Desmond Llewellyn's mo- uh, hair will be rated as a Moonraker plus or minus. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right. yeah. Welcome everybody. This is Moonraker <laughs> plus or minus zero. Okay, this is the baseline. Yeah. Uh, I now want to discuss the. Uh, the standard issue wrist gun. <laughs> Love it. Right. Love Which it. I'm looking at it. He's like, and I'm just thinking to myself, all right, do you take off your watch and put that on? No, no, no. You look like a maniac with two, two steel oh, bracelets right. on right. and putting but it on your other hand. Who hasn't been there when you get a Fitbit and you're like, what do I do? Do I wear a watch and a Fitbit? We it's all tough. have gone through that dilemma. It's tough. Yeah. But, then you, but here's the problem with that, right? So Fitbit, you, you, they ask you to put it on your non-dominant hand. That's so where a watch I, goes, you wear right? a watch on your non-dominant right. hand. So then if you're going to go Fitbit and watch like a crazy person. And God forbid you have a Livestrong bracelet. <laughs> oh, my. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> well, that's no, right. No, 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 no. Okay. We don't talk about Live it. Live weak, yeah. die strong. <laughs> uh Okay, so here's the thing. It's it's a ridiculous item to carry around. Right. I mean, sure, you're not having to go through metal detectors at that point in time because uh, airports, you just... They were not guarded in that way. Right on. Right. No problem. You have your wrist dart thing. But also, I'm just a little bothered that he's not wearing it in every scene. Hmm. Only when it's convenient. Yeah. And if it's activated by nerves in your... In your wrist, it seems like it would easily oh, go off constantly. accidentally. Yeah, you know how often he's like you shoot yourself touching in... a lady when it's not welcome. I'm, I'm sure the nerve in his wrist is popping. No, you guys are <laughs> discounting it. how in control of his nerves he is, as <laughs> evidenced by Die Another Day when he can control his heartbeat down to dead. <laughs> that is true. Down to dead is oh, a better below. title than Die Another Day. By the way, down to oh, dead, down to, to dead. dead. I love it. Countdown to dead. <gasps> Mm. Countdown to death. Countdown to death. That's good. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Let's I'd watch that. Yeah, but yeah, it's pretty order. bulky. And, and when you're designing something that's fake, yeah, why not just make it <laughs> right? Right. More. Why? 
Why bother with the theoretical compression chamber that Th- that would have to be there? Dart? As evidenced by uh, what's her face's little diary, shoots a dart, and it's just a thin little yeah. folio well, or CIA's whatever. Yeah, probably better. That's than true. Than Which oh, I, that Q. one, that one, they went the other way and didn't. I didn't see the mechanism at all. No, it yes. looked like just paper, and then all of a sudden a dart comes flying. That yeah, mechanism but... was editing. Was what that? Yeah, was. exactly. Yeah. I do like how much Q and M we get in this film. I know. I like when he shoots the horse's ass, and and M just goes, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> that could have been any witty com- comment, but it was just, "Oh, thank, thank you." Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so he's told that uh, they lost the shuttle, that the U.S. government was handing it over uh, for an unknown reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to take measurements and put it in Madame Tussauds. They're going to build a wax one, so they had to measure it precisely. Could be the only reason the British would need a space shuttle, right? I've looked at the British contributions to space, and quite frankly, there's not a lot. Yeah, yeah. What could other it... than Patrick Stewart? Nothing other than birthing America by revolution to create the space program. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, but mm. that's really it. I think they launched a satellite in. I feel like it was like the early 80s. No, I, th- I mm. think then it was the Elliot Carver satellite. <laughs> the Elliot Carver news satellite. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I wish Hugo Drax was trying to get exclusive broadcast rights in China for 100 years. As we know, it's the best plot in all of James Bond movies. Uh, okay, so he has to go. Here's also the part where I'm like a little confused. The shuttle's been stolen. Why is the first place you look the place that built the shuttle? That is a good question, Matt. I always wonder that, too. Hmm. Like, where was this thing? Where was this diamond mined? That's where I'm going to go to look for the diamond that was stolen. Well, typically, when someone is kidnapped, they go straight to the mother's womb. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. It does seem like an an odd choice. It's very impractical. Is that it? There's no other reason? Like, they don't suspect... No, there's no suspicion. It's not like, yeah, let, let's talk to the family of the pilots of the of the plane or anything like that. It's like, where was this thing made? Let's go there. So That's I where thought I'm maybe this is like a pre-internet. They had to go get some sort of transponder code. I mean, Drax asks for an apology, so maybe yeah. they're like, he goes out there to... Yeah, like I thought, I thought too. It was just like let's let's no, but learn more about it. No, maybe disagree. He's right. specifically not going to apologize because well, Drax sure. says, "Yeah, I, are you here to apologize?" He's like, "No, you'll no." The government, U.S. government, will get an apology, not you. Yeah, yeah that was a real b- battle of egos. There didn't have to happen. Both men were a little charged. Also, I think they we we they went back to the shot of the dogs with the meat in front of them one too many times. I'm worried about that meat on those old carpets, and not for the meat. I'm talking like those have the got carpet. To be nice old sure. antique carpets, and they've just got just meat juice on them now. Yeah. Well, I feel like the meat has drained out into his. Silver I bladder hope that so. He keeps on his his meat terrine could be like a dry aged um, beef. Didn't look like it. Look, <laughs> I don't, I don't think pretty. Drax is that worried about the cleaning bill. I know he's not. I am. I'm not even worried about the bill. I'm worried Matt, about... Matt, your, put yourself in Drax's mind. Here's not Gorley mind. The, the newest thing I've noticed in the movie is the um, butler that goes out to greet the helicopter that lands. Oh, Cavendish? Yeah. Well, Cavendish. Cavendish. Oh, no, the one, you're right. <laughs> There's one it's butler that It's like he's getting the horses. Towards, he just runs towards yeah. the helicopter as they go into the home as though he is now... Now it's his job to park the helicopter where it should be. <laughs> yeah, you're like, right. Drax like, yeah. is like, I never want to see the helicopter. Move it. Right. Yeah. And his yeah. job is to then take the helicopter away. Are the keys still in it? <laughs> yeah. Does, do they need water? 
okay, so James Bond. So he's goes, at Drax's place. He goes to Drax's home, beautiful home, uh, which we have established is somewhere near where JPL is. That's that's our theory. That's our yeah. working. Yeah. That's our and, working theory. But it's theory. been transported brick by by stone or brick by brick from by. France. Yes. Uh, sure. And then put back together. All the moss is still on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed. Uh, best outfit by a villain, I think, in this movie is uh, his pheasant hunting outfit. Oh, mm. wait, so, who? Uh, it is Drax's. Drax. The the, the yeah. cape. The cape with the like gray with the oh, navy lapels. I have never seen a better outfit in my life. And he's got the little uh, yeah. ascot. Yes. But that was part of the moments where I was like, oh, that's right. We're in Los Angeles right now. And there's a bunch of people in English hunting gear flushing out. What pheasant. California pheasants are they flushing out? <laughs> they right fly. The, I mean, they, they he's so it. wealthy. They, yeah, stock, they, stock they fly it, it out they feather by feather from <laughs> um <laughs> And I'm like, what? What LA weather? Are they just out in this full tweed? I love it. But yeah. before that, he goes. He doesn't. He meet up with. Uh, oh, is it before that scene though? He meets up with Holly. He meets Holly. Yeah. Goodhead. In that very weird office with these like large. They look like Titanic smokestacks. Yeah. Yeah. But they're kind of like they're lights maybe that aren't on decor. Yeah. Yeah. And she's also. I don't. The other thing I don't understand about Drax's motivations here is look after Mr. Bond, see that some harm comes to him. Don't you think if you kill James Bond after the British government sends him out to find out what happened to your shuttle, they will but be they, sending more people? They, I think the first attempt to kill him is in the G-Force simulator, which an they accident. probably were going to make it seem like an accident. Hmm. And they're just going to be okay with that? Well, I think that's the price they got to pay. They got to get this guy off their scent. Well, they tried to make the plane crash seem like an accident, too. Yeah. That didn't work. That's true. All right. And the hunting. They tried to make that seem like an accident. (laughs) It was an accidental rifle shot. A a hunting accident. (laughs) When everyone else is shooting shotguns. There will be no autopsy. It's just he got shot. Although, yeah, then you'd think anyone else could have taken it. Drax could have turned to him and shot him at that point. I'm sorry. This woman was mauled to death by two dogs. It was a horrible accident. I can control them when they have a big piece of meat in front of them, but I couldn't keep them off this woman. I couldn't control them. What? That, that we talked about it last time, but that scene is crazy and not from a James. There are movie. a couple moments in this film that are so haunting. It's that the music and the the Dobermans chasing her, but also when Jaws comes out of the Mardi Gras parade mm-hmm. towards Manuela in the alley, and it takes forever, and they keep cutting away to another place and coming back, and yeah. it's barely progressed, and it's really freaky. It's it is like really, it's, that clown outfit in general yeah. is very d- disconcerting. It's scary. really creepy. I know. It's like the scene in, in Monty Python and the Holy Grail where they yes. keep cutting back to Sir Lancelot and he's never closer. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, but we should talk about Holly Goodhead because uh, this is like, uh, I just love that James Bond is still like a woman doctor. Yeah. But it's like he, she and Drax both went to the same emoting acting school in other words a lack yeah. of yeah yeah they didn't they skipped yeah. they skipped that day she i think again that this is an adr issue that she was probably under energy on set but then doubled down on that in the adr thing because it just seems like her she's basically saying nothing she seemed drugged the whole it, time it yeah really reminded me of like a, a earlier uh dr christmas jones Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I proto, proto, yeah. proto Christmas. We'll call her Christmas Eve. Yeah, I th- <laughs> I would have loved to have seen the woman playing 
Corinne in that role. I think she's mm-hmm. got more life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. There's more happening there. Or even Manuela. She's got a lot of life. Well, you know? She did. She didn't die, did she? Yeah, I feel like she's probably dead by now. Really? Wait, wait, who's Manuela again? The the, the Brazilian lady in the red. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. She makes it out of that yeah. that one perilous situation yeah. with the clown. Who knows what's Just. happening off screen, guys? Come on. Mm, that's true. Let's get real. Though. I like Corinne, though. She's very attractive. Yeah. Yes. Holly is, too. But can Holly fly a helicopter? Probably. She's a fully trained astronaut. What do you mean, can she fly a helicopter? <laughs> By the way, she's a woman. That the helicopter attire that she's wearing yeah. is like somewhat naval but also like a deep plunging which my girlfriend was like i love all the outfits in this yeah. movie she's like i would wear all these <laughs> Me too. i'm i'm wearing one right oh, you now. are yeah that's yeah. not true <laughs> uh i love yeah, a Coors the, t-shirt <laughs> the drax uniforms at all stages are incredible whether you are a master race person yeah. or just a technical astronaut also, wearing yellow converse. Also, do you think he really sort of somehow be into having James Bond as part of the master race? Yeah, I guess so. Like having James Bond and Holly Goodhead, like these are two beautiful, yeah, right. super intelligent people who have but, been chosen by each of their countries to be like just ruined this movie for me. But I'm they've sorry. they've got their own. They've lived long enough to to not be under the spell of Drax. Yeah, he's they're a threat. He needs to mind control them. Yeah, and I they're see. they're their own people. I see. That's right. <clears throat> but that's just if we can touch briefly on Drax's uh, plan here, which is to make a master race in space of these people. But aren't they just models? I mean, is there anything? They're not like hugely, you know, powerful people necessarily. They're just really good looking. What's interesting about Drax as a villain too is that he's, he's, his concern is killing the human race, mm-hmm. except for a handful of people. But he's forward. He's that evil, but he's forward thinking enough to not be racist. And he chooses one of almost every race, or at least a general version. The very right. United Colors of Benetton. Yes. Yeah. Uh, had, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like eight white couples, one Asian and one black couple. That's basically it. But right. it's like, I got to have all races here as I destroy mankind. What a weird dichotomy that is to me, especially it, of a 70s villain that they're practical. like, they don't want to be considered a racist movie. So they give their villain. At least I some guess, kind of like you know, he's diversity plan. One race, and that's the human race. That's right. Right. He's he's yeah. yes, but he's a looksist. Like he cares how you look if you're attractive. Yes. Yeah. But also, like by that token, like just lock James Bond and Holly Goodhead up in a in a room for ten months. You're right. gonna have at least two kids come out. Yeah. Of it. it's, it's just not two. enough. <laughs> he's that virile. <laughs> Either twins or they just ate in four and a half. But I'm saying his master race is not particularly strong or anything. They're just. They just have good genetics. They just yeah. look good. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I think right? you're judging them. They are obviously operating a space station. That's true. So... Are they, though? Aren't they just <laughs> No, it passengers? does seem like most of the technicians are not as good looking. They... <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, it's yeah. the people in white. They're, they're really the, yeah. the ones yeah. that are going to be procreating Jaws's up there. girlfriend, by the way, is super attractive. I She's know. very attractive. I know. I thought she had braces oh. when I last watched this movie. Like, and, like, I We've was, talked like, about this before, and yeah. it's worth repeating that this is one of those things that... It makes so much sense that she would have braces that everybody remembers it yes, that way. You're blowing my mind right now because I still think she has braces. She on. doesn't, and you. But, but <laughs> she retainer. should. She absolutely should. What were they thinking or not yeah. thinking? Yeah, it would have been perfect that, uh-huh. that the two people with the shiny mouths are attracted to each other. Yes, it's one of those rare cases where the audience is 
way beyond the screenwriters, so much so that they fill in the blanks and make it happen in their mind. I bet right. most people remember it. That what way. is that? What is it called? It's called the Mandala effect. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Where everyone the, remembers the thing that actually it should true. have happened. Yeah. Oh, like the Berenstein Bears. Right. Thing? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. exactly right, mm, man. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, now it's the Jaws braces. Jaws is You know, speaking briefly about you, you mentioned uh, when Corinne, Corinne mm-hmm. gets killed by the dogs. She arrives on a little golf cart. Yeah. But she the, she passes the golf yeah. cart on the way into the woods. Yeah. yeah. You might think that the golf cart would be a better means of escape than I running feel into like, the woods. Though, if you're if you're if you're on, if you get if your flight Oberman's on your tail, I don't think fight you can or flight, You you yeah. run. You run. Yeah, that's what you do. Okay. Well, Maybe you I, I stand corrected. What if she I mean, gets in there carts. and the key's not in there? Yeah, well, well, she just arrived yeah. in it. All right, that's she fair. has the key. <laughs> or it's in the... But I, they're not particularly fast, golf, I mean, golf carts. No, right. Mm, okay, and but I, running... Sure. I mean, I, 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 the trees make sense because you can climb a tree, yeah. Yeah. but then she never does that. No. Right. <laughs> What's even better is I got a Gloft, which is a gorgeous oh, lookout yes. for this. Okay. Here we are. Let's when they hear it. first cut to her running, the minute she hits the forest and she's running, they have a bit of a shot that isn't trimmed right, and she's wearing some moon boots. <laughs> oh. So take a look. It's just a quick shot. She's got just some kind of real protective full calf footwear on to shield her from the brush, I guess, because otherwise she's just wearing heels. Right. But uh, there's some weird little, like, purple and black thing she's got on. So, you know, take a look. <laughs> it's up to you. If you, <laughs> choose, to to, you. Yeah. If you choose to accept this gloff. Look for it if you haven't already watched it. If uh, have, so go we back. go from uh, greater Los Angeles area, what I assume is still Los Angeles County. Mm-hmm. Um, we then take a trip to Venice. Wait a minute. I've Correct. still got some Los Angeles well, Let's talk here. about Los Angeles. Maybe it's San Bernardino. It. I want to hear it. Yeah, let me just roll through these. Please. Chang looks like Seth, Seth MacFarlane, and once you see that, I couldn't unsee it. <laughs> Chang looks like Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> uh, the editing in the G4 segment is awesome when he starts flashing on shooting the dart into the painting, and then they cut to M really quickly. Did you guys notice that? Yes. Like super quick. I love that. Then I was like, I know we talked about Corinne's death, but she is one of the most tragic figures in all of James Bond. I agree with that. She he uses he, her. He gets her in such a killed. brutal way. Yeah. Where when she when he comes into the room, she's just like, oh, it's a given that you're going to just use me for sex, and that's what I want. And he disappoints her even in that, saying, "Sorry, I'm not even here for that. I'm here just to take information for you." Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, I'll give you sex for the information. It's not even that I want the information or the sex. Yeah. I'm just doing this to get the information. And she just willingly gives it up. And you never really know why she's betraying Drax other than he must be so alluring. Right. And then she's just like his pawn and then is just murdered by dogs for helping him. It's Which she didn't, she didn't really even help. She was in the room when she was like, no, don't go. She didn't even tell him where the safe was. She just accidentally looked. And then he goes and opens the safe. She doesn't help at all. Yeah. So it's like she didn't even do anything to really deserve it. She was just standing in the room and Chang saw her coming out of it. I feel horrible for her when Drax fires her. Yeah. I, knowing she's going to die, I still feel horrible that she's getting fired. <laughs> that she's fired. getting fired first. Like, why did he have to fire her? Just kill her. You know, I think if anyone... <laughs> why did he fire her? Just to throw a little more salt onto the wound? If you're all, if you're well aware of James Bond's Because he doesn't want to do you know, work repu- His reputation does precede him, as Drax says. Yes. I feel like there should be a briefing. If ever James Bond is coming to your company, let's say you're an evil lair and you have a lot of people that are building bad things for you or uh-huh. trying to destroy the human race, 
I would call a quick, like, all-hands meeting. I'd be like, here's all the staff. deal. James Bond is coming. He's going to tell you his name. Uh, <laughs> ladies, uh, here's, here's, a, here's a pro tip. Uh, don't sleep with him. You will die. Uh-huh. Here's my proof. And then he'll show everyone who slept with him and died. Uh, and as long as we're all on the same page and he doesn't get any information out of us, <laughs> he's going to leave us alone. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, there will now be an ice cream social. Mm. <laughs> In space. Everyone has a good time. Yeah. Right? And then uh, James Bond comes. No one gets any information. No one gets killed. That's smart. You yeah. should consider developing a master plan. Thinking about it. Okay. I don't know what it is yet. It's probably about cake. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to go to Venice. Let's go to Venice. Uh, Venice, of course, is the site of the uh, worst moment in James Bond movie history. Oh, Hashtag pigeon double take. Um, stop it. This is this is this movie. This now is the worst movie. We haven't even got. We haven't done Live and Let Die yet. Have no, we? So has, has up to this point, has there been anything that's really led you to believe this is going to go badly from now? Like we've had a moment that really made you go like. Okay, we're in Moonraker world. In in other words, the it's, bad stuff it's begins in Venice, and then Brazil's where it gets right. Nothing good. up to this point has been that egregious, is what I'm no, saying. Maybe the jaws flapping moment, but even that's, that's quick. Comic. It's know. it's still hilarious. Oh, you're saying, does the movie start to get bad in Venice? Right. Do we have any any indication that it's going to get Venice bad <laughs> before Venice? Mm-mm. You know, here's here's the thing I noticed this time watching Venice. The the choice of travel on that gondola when James Bond calls for his his pal to grab the gondola Franco and he's Franco, uh, he's yeah. slowly gondoling I'm gonna call that yeah. gondoling down the down gondoling. the canal mm-hmm. uh, at a pace that I would describe as forty percent the speed of walking <laughs> like what is the point <laughs> well and and doesn't it look a little pathetic when you see James Bond by himself in the gondola being yes. I mean he's just got his arms crossed and he's I think it's one of the most pathetic shots in any James Bond wow, movie really? I feel sad for him when I, I see him sitting by himself in a gondola they're romantic modes of transportation you don't take one by yourself I, I would uh, maybe it's just because I'm wearing a Moonraker James Bond safari jacket Bye. I would have no problem Taking a gondola by myself. I like going to movies by myself. <laughs> but but um, going to a movie is not a... I mean, it can be a date, but it's not necessarily a romantic thing. You rent a gondola to be with a date. Yeah. It's a romantic thing. Yeah. Have you never experienced self-romance? And I don't mean physical love. I'm just talking where you just treat yourself warmly. Yeah, well... <laughs> you know what? That's why I'm wearing this fringed barn jacket right now. <laughs> barn jacket... <laughs> Wait, why is there fringe on it? Well, I had it custom made, man. It's a weird choice, James. <laughs> I, I can't th- believe you guys didn't bring it up. I'm addressing you three here, and I'm addressing all listeners. Take yourself out, night on the town. So, <laughs> give me an example of another romantic thing that you would do by yourself. Um, Couples a, massage? A pic- picnic? <laughs> a You'd picnic. You'd go on a picnic by yourself. I haven't, but I would. <laughs> Would you really? Sure. Prepare a little tiny meal and a I really small like bottle of wine. Solo time. I love. Sure, a, but that's different. Time. But there's, this is romantic yes, time. But, I agree. but romance I, doesn't necessarily mean like love. It could just mean <laughs> like altruism. It can mean feeling good. You know. But that is that I mean, romantic. You should try this jacket on. <laughs> right now, I you're feel rubbing romantic. off the you're rubbing off the iron on. <laughs> what? 
Like, yeah, now it just says Coors. Oh, here it is. Uh, but I just, you know, it's like uh, a gondola in Venice is is just everyone's going to see you by yourself. I, and they're so all guys, I think you guys are. He's on work travel. Yeah. I I've been on work travel yes. before. I know where you're. But you're here. You're in a different country, and you're like, I'm gonna do some of the touristy things. You got I think, it. I yeah. think he does it. I don't think it's. I've got a. That's like I'm with and you. I'm gonna spend. That's it. right. I'm with you. That's like yeah, going through see. Central Park on one of the carriage rides by yourself too. But why not if you're there alone? Hey, I don't. I have to go because to New it's York. What am I do to kill a day in New York? <laughs> it's uh, pathetic. I kill days in New York every weekend. There's no way. And I do. I never get on a horse carriage by myself. <laughs> well, you're missing out. You know what? Next weekend, there I'm are send sure. you each a photo Please, of yeah. me by will myself. You, will you <laughs> post Central that? Park. On a, f- a horse by yourself, <laughs> but doing the same pose that he's doing with the arms crossed yeah. by himself. I'm going to go down to Honestly, Naples, I'm Long ask, Beach. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the guy uh, or gal who is the the horse purveyor or uh, bear. I'm going to say, how much uh, is it for a ride? First, you're going to say, hmm, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, how much is it for a ride? They will give me an answer, and I will say, I will give you half of that right now if you just take a photo of me by myself in this like this. I may do the same thing with the gondolas down in Long Beach in Naples. They have canals down oh, there do and they? they have gondolas like that. You know, that. You, can, yeah. you can pay extra at the Venetian in Las Vegas and, and get a gondola by yourself. You know, with a, <laughs> I love that you have to pay extra for the less idea, people. The idea is like for the romantic types, you know, you pay for a gondola by yourself. You and, but you and of your course lady. it would cost more because you're clearly a weirdo if you're asking to be done. <laughs> To do this on your own. Well, yes. it's not like, you're not, I don't mean by yourself. I oh. mean, if, if you want a private gondola. So, like, oh, let's say, let's say okay. James and I decided, let's do the gondola thing. Right. Should we get our own? It's a little more expensive. Mm-hmm. We're here. Might as well. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah. Right. Well, what are some other things that do does, does beg the question of, like, what are the romantic for, activities? For I mean, like, small world. And you're like, how much would it take for me to have my own boat in small world to the ride operator? Oh, I think if you just ask nice enough, they'd do it. I don't think they could take bribes, the Disney employees. Yeah, I know a couple that do. Do oh, yeah? you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but like like something like that, like a tunnel of love, you wouldn't do that by yourself. Why not? Yeah, exactly. You gotta, because you the point of it. You can't, no one's gonna love you till you love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think women love James Bond so much? He loves because himself he, the most, yeah. yeah. Or, well, I don't say you have to love yourself that much, but like he's comfortable himself he doesn't need women and women sense that and men sense that in women when women are comfortable with themselves it's an alluring attractive thing you see someone alone in a gondola you go i gotta get with that person <laughs> but there are certain in the safari activities jacket, hurt. there are certain activities that are romantic in nature that means that they should be shared with another person right i'm not saying that every mode of transportation should be reserved for a, a couple i'm just saying that like you could right. take a it's like if he drove up to like if he was if james bond was in high school high school james bond drove up to make out point by himself i'm listening right. and just inspiration point just no like, it's yeah. not quite like that it would be yeah it's the same. no it's because the same. it's a beautiful like i'm i'm it's taking a, lovely... a trip by myself to niagara falls I'm going to get I'm one listening. of the heart-shaped beds. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That, uh-huh. No, see, you're taking it to a, definitely to a different extreme, though, yeah. because he's already there. Yeah. Yes, but there he's, are okay. other boats. Let's say let's say James rolls up to Niagara Falls, and it's on the Canadian side of the border, sure. and he's like, uh, uh, yes, yeah, so you have a reservation for Mr. Bladen. Uh, oh, yes, we see it right here. Uh, we do have, we have the heart bed available oh, for only an it. extra $55. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, I'm here by myself the entire weekend. I'll take it. But but part of that is same thing with the gondola. How how many times am I going to be in Niagara? Exactly. And it's only fifty five dollars. I got to experience the whole damn thing. Also, that's not experiencing it. You're by yourself. It's partially experiencing it. Yeah. But also, I'm going to mention too that. That gondola, he's in it because it's his own secret MI6 gondola and yes. Franco's okay. working for him. Yes, I Now do. you're talking sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sad that I have to justify it with logic because of your cold, cold hearts and you can't open up to the romance of it. You're talking about you're talking about self romance. You're talking about singular romance, where I think romance implies this is you're limiting yourself for romance. You don't have to romance yourself. You don't have to. You don't have, you don't have to, to convince but yourself. You should. You can see. You. This is the problem. You're you're not fulfilling your relationship with yourself. You're saying you're going home and going. I don't need to romance myself. When the other person in you could be going, I wish he would romance me. <laughs> Why are they not the people even, inside of him? He doesn't even recognize me. But the point I made of a romance, dinner, the point of romance, I put is on this to, is to get the other person right. in the mood. You're already in the mood. You but, don't need the romance. But what if you right? surprise yourself because you don't need it and you don't expect it? What a gift you've given yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best kind of but, gift, honestly. Not to, huh? This is the best kind of gift, the kind I that agree. you weren't expecting. Not like, yeah. oh, it's my birthday. Someone yes. has to give me a gift. The surprise gifts are the best ones. Right. It's no duty. There's no duty. You went yeah. above and beyond. I think you need to treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst and best James Bond podcast available on iTunes. Send us pictures of your self-romance. If you have ever I have a picture. Yourself. I was in Japan recently okay. and they have those photo booths that are meant for like best friends or like With a couple. With all the stickies. Yes. And, yes. and I was there by myself and you know I was like I am going to go there you go. do this and right. I put hearts on it right. and I had a great time. Yeah. Had okay, a, well let me ask the following I, question. I also what did you, adorable. What did you do? <laughs> yes. See? Point what did you then made. do with the uh, what it gave you the printout or the sticky thing? What did you do with it? You probably gave it to someone, right? No, it's on my refrigerator There at you home. go. <laughs> Just me. Just James, <laughs> doing cute picture. I, I'm going to assign you to go on a Ferris wheel by yourself. <laughs> Oh, nothing would scare me more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's lo- less romantic to me. More actually kind of scary. Okay. Yeah. I will never get on a Ferris Go wheel. win yourself a teddy bear at a okay. carnival and then go on Tunnel of Love. Okay. Knock over some milk bottles uh-huh. and then go on the Tunnel and of Love. And see how you feel. Go in a Shake Shack. <laughs> <laughs> that's the... The tilt of whirl. Yeah. Whirl. Shake Shack is from Greece. All right. <laughs> it's actually from New York. All right. So they're in Venice. Uh, All right. They're in Venice. He's in a gondola by himself. That's where we're... That's yeah. where we're... Yeah. Does anybody see the gondola as like a bait situation? Because that's what it struck me as. Uh, like he's, he's baiting out... Even more logic. Yeah. No, because then... What What do you mean bait? Because it's such a slow-moving vehicle. Like Everybody's like, oh, wh- wh- what is the point in traveling in that mode of transportation besides to lure out people or to have he's vulnerable now? Or yeah. self-romance. Yeah. Like, like, how could, he, one of the how could he know that the people that were trying to kill him would also be in a slow-moving boat? <laughs> a funeral <laughs> like, boat. A funeral boat. <laughs> right. A boat hearse. Right. Yeah. And if you're James Bond and you see a coffin, you should run. Because yeah. twice he gets attacked. Wait, no, actually that doesn't happen in Live and Let Die, does it? Other well, people no, he die. he gets thrown in a coffin. That's true. Di- but uh, other people die from the coffin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Diamonds are another day. Uh-huh. Um... Okay. Is he trying to blend in with the gondola? Is that what's happening? But he's know. by himself. I, you know, Bobak might have the best reasoning for this—that he is trying to draw out. 
He wants people to shoot at him? I guess. Or throw knives at him? I guess, right? Well, maybe like once a year he goes into a city and just kind of gives everybody a shot at him. To keep his keep his uh, keep his uh, street profile up, and also just to keep his skills sharp. Yeah, you know? yeah. So he's like he essentially is functions like Scaramanga, mm-hmm. where instead of bringing them to a fun house, he just goes to wherever he thinks yeah, they may be. That's right. That's right. And takes whatever mode of transportation tourists most take there. Absolutely. If he's in Brazil, he's like, you know what? I want to get on this cable car uh-huh. and see if someone now can kill me talking. up here. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. In Central Park, it's a another carriage. type of gondola. Yeah. Yeah. In Central Park, it's a carriage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So, so, so that's, that's when the settled. guy with the that's when the slow knife barge comes by, right? Yeah. The coffin slow barge. Knife barge. Yeah. Yeah. That opens. Uh, slower than anything uh, mm, and yeah. reveals so many knives lots of knives but, but but placed in purple velvet yeah the the time that they went to to do this because obviously they didn't build this coffin for a dead person they built it to do this job but they still went to the time to lay those in like so carefully oh, and I don't think this is his first coffin knife throw. I hope not. I think it this... feels like it is because he only has one knife. In I his know, hand. and he's not very good at it. <laughs> he's not. Okay. He chooses the driver first well, when he should be the target. I think yeah. he just he took over for someone. Maybe. Oh, he's right. filling in. He's a weekend guy. Maybe Frank's uh, out of town. It was his birthday. He gets the day off with that assassination company. But I he's do like, love you get your birthday off. How simple it is that he he throws two knives. One doesn't hit, and James Bond just takes that <laughs> knife and timing wise just gets it into him before he can get another knife. It's, right. It's comical and quick. It's but good. why take out the driver first? Is it to slow the boat down from three to nothing? <laughs> <laughs> three to one. Uh, I'm if not it sure. was the other guy, maybe he didn't recognize which one was James. And it's oh, not. Oh. It's like it's his you know what? He probably <laughs> missed the briefing. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't at the all hands meeting that Drax had. Or maybe they didn't know. Maybe it was like, "There's a secret agent on this gondola. Yeah, he'll either be riding or piloting it. We're not sure which." Yeah. Hey everybody, you got to check out this new show on Stitcher Premium called Jessamine Explains It All. It's an advice and lifestyle show about the realities of living the, quote, yoga lifestyle in the 21st century. Each episode features interviews with her friends about facets of our intersectional identities in the 21st century. Think of it as the yoga of real life, from politics to sexual and gender identity and so much more. And she'll answer all of your questions about the yoga and your life. You can call the listener hotline at 985-329-2185 and email the show. Did I say that wrong, Matt? You're yeah. pointing at it like if I did. You did. Guess what, guys? The hotline is actually 984-329-2185. Or email the show at info at jessamineexplainsitall.com. It's like Dr. Ruth meets the Reed podcast. <laughs> Go to stitcherpremium.com slash jessamine and use promo code BOND for a one-month free trial of Stitcher Premium. Boy, seems like I can't the read this podcast ad at all. Well, it's only 11.30 and we got minutes to put this up before the 12 o'clock release time. Boy, I hope Jessamine can give us advice on how to record podcasts in a more timely manner. Jessamine, explain it all to us. Okay, so then the gondola gets on the... It turns into a hovercraft. Sure. And then gets on, on uh, dry land mm-hmm. and starts going. And uh, we see a series of uh, events here. We see uh, we see um, 
pigeon do a triple take? I don't recall that. Yep. Well, we see a dog <laughs> stare. Yeah, we there's a lot of we com- distracted, takes. We see a distracted waiter. Artist. Oh. Pouring, pouring beer <laughs> onto a customer yeah. who who is not reacting other than to look up <laughs> yeah. and get more beer in his face. Right. <laughs> this is also yeah. when we get our second of the cameo of that guy of the wine, wine taste, I guess yeah. we will call him. Uh, He's yeah. inspired after the me. smoking guy who quits smoking when he sees a coffin. Yeah, in yeah. floating, <laughs> he decides to quit I smoking. Quit. Oh, that right. might be me. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that, that might is be weird. me. Why is his reaction like? Oh fuck! I can't smoke. <laughs> it's like <laughs> uh, the Surgeon General was right. <laughs> you will die. And you will. Float your, the Surgeon General is the United is, States Surgeon General was right. It finally it can cause emphysema. Floating in caskets and self romance <laughs> and self romance. Um, right. So in Saint, is it Saint Marco Square? Is that what it's called? Oh, Saint Mark Square. Mark Square. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's where all this happens, I right? So. Yeah. But my question is, if you've been to Venice, yeah. have have we all been to Venice? I've never been. No. Never. Oh, but that would be a place I'd want to go because it's featured in I two Bond I would just love movies. to go, on or a because ride it's a beautiful place. Myself. In what? Venice. What? I would just go on a gondola ride. I myself. would too. Now, <laughs> yeah. especially now, to prove a fucking point. <laughs> So you haven't even Amanda, been there. Stand here and take a picture. No, I mean, what are you doing, man? Occupy yourself all day long. The whole point of this is I, I can't be with you, and I'm just going to sing "O Solo Mio" the whole time by myself. Oh God! You guys haven't sick. even been there, and you're telling me who should be riding in gondolas. That makes me sick. <laughs> so you've been to St. Mark's Square? Yes, no doubt, with another person. No, oh. no, yes, of course, okay. yes, with with uh, with my wife, uh-huh. but. If you've been around Venice, which none of you have, but I have. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Stop bragging. You'll realize it's it's not a place for wheeled vehicles. It's meant... It's meant for boats and walking. That St. Mark's Square is really the, maybe the only place where you could drive a thing around. So I'm like, if you're thinking of options for your gondola... Yeah. Wheels... Or is it supposed to be that it's hovering? I don't know. I think uh, it's supposed it's a to be hovercraft. hovering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even hovering is not a smart use of your money. You're not going to get the most bang for your buck by adding hovering technology. And it's also like oh, literally the only place you could use this gondola. I, this is a great yeah. idea. Well, yes, it does not yeah. fit there's in, no roads. Or in, like, in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> or Naples, Long, yeah, or Beach. Naples yeah. Long Beach. But it's you don't need a road. That's the beauty of the hovercraft, right? They're designed to be amphibious vehicles, and they can go up onto a beach, and they can like they don't need... To have yeah, but traction. I think James's point is more that there is no turning radius. Like a lot of the, and a lot no of the lefts and no roads you take are hard lefts oh, and rights. Right. Where yeah. let's say a gondola on said sidewalk would not be doing a great job of turning. So what do you suggest that it turns into a submarine or a like a, a oh, helicopter? Now you're talking. Well, yeah, a helicopter would be fantastic. Fantastic. You could actually fly it over. But I feel like with with a hovering or wheels, there's no place to go in Venice. Like, the streets are super narrow. There's really... And that's your problem with this film. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I'm really done. I can leave. Uh, we got to the core of it. All right. So he goes to a glass factory. All right. uh-huh. Goes on a tour. I've and, done that. Uh, you sure? <laughs> Have you? <laughs> you guys? Anybody? <laughs> Yes, not. I've been. I mean, I've been to a glass making place, not in, uh, oh. not in Venice. Yeah. No, was it yeah. Murano? Yeah, well, I, I've been to Murano. Yeah, oh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Jesus. Of course, yeah. People picked up a little I something. Know, I didn't know James the world traveler. You brought him on here like this. <laughs> yeah, that's it's the only place I've ever been. Supposed to tell us when there's world travelers. He's on. doing it all wrong. <laughs> How much would it cost someone out there on the internet to do a vacation 
that w- that stopped at every location mm. in in the James Bond franchise. Every major location. Yes, every okay. major location. Featured every location. Every Whoa. location that James Bond has a full blown scene. How much would it cost? Also, how long would it take? This is a great question for the internet. If yeah. someone's out there bored, oh, you Google Map it. Yeah, yeah. like a, a James Bond. But you world can also tour. like knock out a lot of you know. You could knock out like London. Is it right. every movie, and you can do that in one of your, you know, yeah. one of your jaunts. And and space is that included? Yeah, you're gonna have to get into low Earth orbit. Okay. Yeah. And deep in the I don't sea floor. Yeah, of, I don't think you're getting above. Only. I mean, how? I mean, they they're how far? How 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 far up do you think they are about that? Well, they're in orbit, so yeah. they got to be a few like a couple hundred miles at least. Wow. Outer space is credited as one of the locations <laughs> at the end. Is it really? So, yes. Please? It's in the, oh, here. That's adorable. I wrote it. Yeah. You guys didn't see this? <laughs> no. This it. is absolutely true. Filmed on location. It says, yes, it says, yes, filmed on location in Italy, Brazil, uh, Guatemala, USA, and outer space! Exclamation point. What also, what constitutes outer space? Does that mean. There's well, a, inner space is no. with Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> What's just space? I know what inner space is. It was outer also space a ride is what? at Disney. When it's clay. Is there a difference between space 60, and outer space? Sixty uh, something miles. Sixty. Oh, two miles. So like, uh, satellites are in outer space. What satellites are in outer space? Yeah, they're, I mean, yeah. I always oh, think oh, of outer, outer space as like out of the yeah, solar system. I don't actually know. Yeah, no, that outer space thing doesn't really. I don't know. Is that maybe just more of a sci-fi term? I feel like it. might. Yeah. Does it mean anything beyond orbit? Versus mm. oh, outer space is beyond orbit. I don't. I don't. I like I don't actually use the word outer space technically at all. <laughs> it doesn't seem so, like a technical oh, oh, oh. term. Does it come up at NASA? Yeah, uh, we'll just call it space. Yeah, we'll call it space. <laughs> Could I suggest that you start? So outer space. See where, where colleagues. I, where take do it? I draw that line? Public. Uh, what, what are we thinking? What's the uh, p- what's the plank limit on this? <laughs> the plank limit. Plank like limit. It's a tiny little plank length of uh, of this journey. I mean, it's I'm like the outer edge space. of space is like you two bombers fly at the edge of space, right? Yeah, they, they get pretty close. They have pressure suits, they, they're up there, they have right. helmets on. Mm. And the edge of space is... is it's, I mean, they it's don't fly. It's not as far as you think it is. Yeah. To get to space. I can see it from it's here. It's still... I mean, it's still tens... Right, it's like 60-something miles, yeah. which I think a U-2 is... Let's see, about 100,000 feet, yeah. so that's 20 miles. Yeah. How did yeah. you just do that? Five thousand, roughly five thousand feet. Yeah. Divide yeah. by five. Well, still. <laughs> so I mean, you're still. I mean, you're you're into a point where we can't obviously live without right. a lot of work. But mm. I mean, you have enough air that you can use wings, so that's kind of helpful. Oh, you can't do that in space. Yeah, that's true. That's why the Enterprise is a great design. You don't need wings. You just need a warp engine. That's true, mm. and some crystals. All you gotta do is bend space. <laughs> Flavor crystals. <laughs> Flavor crystals. Crystal We're out of flavor crystals, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened, Captain. Um, okay, so uh, the glass oh, the glass factory fight is a favorite fight of mine. Yeah, is it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I enjoy it. Should it. be one of yours too. Did you catch something that was very Harpo Marx? Uh, Chang rears back to hit Bond with a stick, like pulls it over his head, and then kicks him. Like the Harpo movie, oh. where he rears his hand back and then kicks someone in the butt. I didn't catch that. Yeah, this is the first time I caught it. Too. Wow, yeah. I got the Pink Panther Kato vibe. Yeah, definitely. a lot in that. Yeah, yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah, right. The uh, they kept calling him Chong too, like giving him the English accent to Chang. 
I mm. think that it's, it's a little racist. Probably because it's just like it's yeah. the same. Whatever. Yeah. Chang Chang Chang. Chang. By the way, they probably, well, they were capitalizing on Nice Dreams, which had just come out, which Let's, is the Cheech and Chong. How many do you think Chang would have made it to space? Do you think that Drax would have been like, you're coming with us? I think he would in the way that the technicians were all like, you'll serve your purpose and then we're going to kick you out the airlock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. Because he, he, he doesn't fit the, yeah. Bond says he's going to terminate you all. Basically, right. And that's what gets Jaws to flip. Yeah, yep. He Thank found God. love. He's got someone to protect. That's the other thing. All you got to do is get a henchman in love, and they'll they'll work for you. You know, <laughs> that's true. Um, so they make a big deal about this antique glass thing and that main thing, the main blue bowl. Yeah, that she says this is way more money than if you try to steal it. Yep. This this yep. measly alarm goes off. Yeah, well, that's all. And then that comes back, pays off in in spades. It just wait, wow. is that the right term? Yeah, what a what a payoff. <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't. You can actually hack the entire thing off at the base, and then the alarm does not go off. Yeah, yeah. Also, that, that well, she just holds her hand over it. She doesn't actually touch oh. it for the alarm. So I'm assuming that it's something that like only an object. It's a above, beam. Yeah, uh-huh. like a beam. I, otherwise, because she doesn't put her hand on it. Isn't it interesting that she's one of the master race specimens? That, but still, before that, she's like, "I got to work in a glass shop." <laughs> yes, like this yes. is just an interim job to keep yeah. busy. Everyone has their launch. cover. But the good news is she was at the briefing because we know she sees <laughs> she James, James and she recognizes yeah, she him. Does. And I didn't understand that choice. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, how does she?" Know but she the does. other <laughs> specimen women are all like, "This is the Countess and Lady So and So." Right. Uh, sorry, we're out of titles. You're just going to go work in our glass shop for a few years. <laughs> How'd you feel about the job of main greeter? <laughs> okay. And reactor. Right, glass fight. Throwing him through the um, clock and then through the piano. Impossible. This whole, him landing through that piano with all the steel, all the iron that is inside of a piano, he is not. Is there a lot of iron in the piano? Yeah, that whole a, a grand piano like that—the whole it's a harp. frame. It's the big metal harp yeah. that they call it. He's not—he's not going through that. Well, he died. And by the way, you kind of expect him to sort of wake up and shake it off. Yeah. While he's in the piano, like yeah. the way they shoot clunk, it, clunk, right? Clunk. Because it's so goofy. Yeah. Because they got the opera playing. And, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful fight, though. The way that's backlit, that clock is backlit. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. It is a weird fight to just listen to i think i stepped out of the room for a second and because it's just there's no music and you just hear chang ha it's yeah it's like really staccato yelling ha crash ha crash and you would never know what you know what i did notice on this film the foley effects for punching and kicking were like i i feel like more emphasis was on those than, mm. than in previous James Bond movies. Like yeah. the thuds sounded louder hmm. to hmm. me. Could thank be. you. I could be welcome. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> well then he goes to Rio, right? Are we, are uh, we there? He does. Rio by the CO. Uh, right. So is that wait, was this aren't the scientists there that he uh, goes into the lab and, and That's uh, Venice. Oh right, yeah. That's in yeah, Venice. That's where he sees that they have these Rio yeah, they're boxes. They're playing with oh, the right. VX poison gas from the rock. That's right. And uh, he he leaves some out and gets them killed. Yeah. 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 As you do. As, 
It's his they, fault. I guess they got it. He takes a vial. He takes a vial. He takes a vial. Has it during the whole Chang fight. Which is fantastic that he takes one. Otherwise, M is not going to believe him. But it is interesting that they show him take it out of his pocket during that Chang fight. It's actually a good thing because it answers the question of like, wait, he's got the vial in his pocket during all that? So they answer that question by taking it out, and it's like, it's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then, right, and so so he the shows up the next day. And Am are there with gas masks, and quite frankly, the funniest line ever said by a villain, when he says that <laughs> not being from your country. Not being British. Yeah. I don't understand your humor. Right. With the gas mask. I thought that was very funny. Cause... Yeah. That seems like a scene out of like Macmillan and Wife or something like that where. <laughs> now there's a reference our <laughs> listeners can really dig into. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me think of something um, more modern. Um, Clarissa explains it all. <laughs> <laughs> There it no, is. No, but it's it's the it's I don't know what it is, but it's like <laughs> you show up to go like, do you see this is where the dead body is, or this is where they've got this entire operation, and then they, they walk in, there's just wires hanging from the ceiling, or a guy standing there, everything's been replaced. Yeah, everything's heart to fine. Heart would ha- that would happen on Heart to Heart a lot. Sure. Yeah. Right. Thank you. A topical <laughs> reference we can all get by. Yeah, Magruder and Loud. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, Hardcastle McCormick. Fibber McGee and Molly. Anything. <laughs> The cabinet of Dr. Kilgore. <laughs> so the midwife. Never happened on Call the Midwife. Yeah. But it's it's this moment, and, when, and you'd think that M, at this point, would at least trust him enough to know, like, he's not making this up. Right. But the, he's very much like, this is the most embarrassing thing. Or the other guy says, yeah, the Minister of Defense. Defense. yeah. He says, this is the but most then, embarrassing but thing. But then M doesn't believe him either. Like, no, M does. Only after he pulls out the vial, and he's like, yeah. so there was a lab. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't really prove it to me. That's no. Just, you got a vial. Right. You got a vial with water in it. But I this do, is the uh, first time I notice when he's in the lab that that palace room is there. It's not. It like, is. It is the part doors. of the room. Yeah. They yes. just set up components in that room. But yeah. you never look at it before. So you always think that it's a totally different place. But right. it is all there. They yeah. could have taken it down. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do love the exchange between Bond and two weeks leave and. Yeah, Where do you think I going? love it when Rio, M. I do think I recall you M saying is, that. Yeah. You know, I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that a lot too. Which is great because if he wasn't in on it, he wouldn't know to relocate his office to Brazil, right? For right. a week <laughs> and money, penny and, and Q, which makes me think he, all of Q he wants him to do this just so he can relocate his office <laughs> to Brazil and right. work out I of a monastery. I think he gets like super fired up for field office work. He must and getting new offices. Yeah, he likes yeah. redecorating. It's like. Money Petty, make sure they bring the desk this time. <laughs> this time I want yeah, I want it to be like on the Brazilian Pampas Plains. What am I uh, uh, So they would go to Rio. Yeah. Yeah. Based yeah. on the, the, the sign on the box. It says Rio de Janeiro. Sure. Yeah. And some initials. Yeah. Based so again on he's that. following the trail of production. Mm-hmm. He's following because right. he went to Venice for the glass. Yeah, yeah. he's literally so just. Which, by the way, guys, starting at the source. Yeah, sure, it's worked out this time. It, it, it yeah, did. So far, so it good. did. It, yeah, it's a lesson. <laughs> I got to figure out where all of these parts are made. <laughs> he ends up at like some plant that makes bolts. Every, no, every story ends in China. Yeah, sure, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, so is the first place he goes is it to the the, the gondola tram well place? first he goes to his hotel and meets Manuela right and takes her clothes off for five hours yeah yeah. that yeah. is a long that's a long time that whole scene yeah the sequence is very long then um, he then does he go to where'd you say he goes do they go to the, does he go to the to the tram place to, to look across no, first they go 
Or is, is, it, is, it Mardi it the, is it Mardi Gras? Yeah, they go to Mardi Gras mm-hmm. and then they go to the Seven Up Tram. The Seven oh Up Tram, God. which is yes. crazy how much product placement. Cafe. Yeah. I don't think I noticed how much. Not just the billboard, but also when the gondola station gets wrecked, there's still a seven up seven up picture yeah. there or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's Subtlety cubby. had not been invented at That's that point. Cubby Broccoli's I gotta subsidize this movie somehow. Yeah. Saltzman's gone. Well, and then there's the part where they, it must have been in, 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 still in its infancy because at one point they're literally going by billboards that say stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's like Seiko and then it's like Seven Up again and yeah. then it's one other one. Three like billboards British Airways out of Sugarloaf Mountain. British Airways, we right. see the Concorde. I forgot to mention oh, the Concorde yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Oh, Marlboro. That's the, the late, other one. Great oh, right. Concorde. Yeah, five hours from Paris to Rio. Paris to so, Rio was five hours? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Oh, no. You could do lunch. You could go to New York to London and get there for lunch. It's crazy. Yeah. So I have a question. So uh, tell me if I'm jumping ahead, but they're, they're at the gondola, right? Mm-hmm. They, he's there to look, use the telescope to look from the thing over to the airport to kind of see what, what the path yeah, is. Yeah, he's there to use quite possibly the shittiest <laughs> the public telescope. telescope <laughs> possible rather than just it's, bringing something. Yeah. And he's basically looking from the place where he knows the stuff is yeah. going across the way to also, the airport. So he's like up on some, this Sugarloaf. Yeah. Sugarloaf Isn't Mountain. Isn't that what that is? is Sugarloaf Sugar Mountain. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? <laughs> is it called Sugarloaf? It's called is Rock it Candy Mountain. A mountain oh, I think in it's like... That's Tahoe. In Rio? That's a Tahoe ski resort, Matt. Sugarloaf is a, is a, is a, is a, yeah, is a ski resort. It's also a chewing gum. No. Yeah, Sugarloaf. Sugar it was a competitor to, uh, well, it lost. <laughs> well, Sugarloaf lost. Sugarloaf. I did. For, I forgot to mention again. Here's the question, Sugar guys. And I'd like an answer from both of you. All right. Does every double O agent get their own camera issued with their own number on it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sugarloaf Mountain <laughs> is a peak situated in Rio de Janeiro, what? Brazil, at the mouth of Guanabara Bay. On a peninsula that juts out into the Atlantic Ocean. I, f- I feel like right. when you're talking like right. that, you should have like a, a, a safari, safari jacket, jacket on or something. Oh, <laughs> well, that would be awesome. Luck. I've even that got the cuffs. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Phil. I love it. Oh, <laughs> God, you're taking this self-romance too far. <laughs> uh, you never can. No, but here's the thing. So he's up there to, to use this public telescope. <laughs> And Holly's there too. Yeah, like she sought out that place for the best place to the look. CIA, the CIA will issue radio purses, poisonous pens, no. right, and flame throwing perfume. I tell you, but not but any magnifying device. If you go to the top of the Empire State Building right yeah. now, it's yeah. full of CIA spies and spies. <laughs> uh-huh. We're gonna get a better view of this port, Sears Tower, One World Trade Center, Abu Dhabi, big guy. All of them. It's Abu lousy with spies. Guy. You look down Abu Dhabi big guy, you're just seeing clouds, my friend. <laughs> so, I, I don't mean to, to be running this, but guys, <laughs> <laughs> if we go from there to them riding on the gondola yeah. uh-huh. down, oh, yeah, and then Jaws interrupts, he bites the cable to yeah. stop it, Yeah. then he like kind of has a moment where it's he's not sure if it's going to keep moving and he kind of like i guess maybe that's when he bites it he stops it and then he bites it and i'm not sure which cable came apart then he gets he gets the he's in league with the operator yeah. the guy yeah the and guy he's, from the warner brothers cartoon <laughs> his face is like one of those chuck jones like gang yes. member villains yeah exactly and then he basically hops on the other gondola gives the guy go ahead and like turn it on again yeah. and starts up the thing 
I was like, couldn't he have just gotten on the gondola and said, now? Like, he gets on the opposite gondola. I don't understand why it had to be broken and stopped and broken with his teeth. I don't either. <laughs> you know, all he had to do was say, like, okay, you're give talking, Slip the guy five bucks. You're talking about a man whose last plan to kill James Bond involved a stewardess and a pilot. That's true. With parachutes mm. and a plane and a gun and him hiding in a bathroom. <laughs> right. Mm. Right, so you're saying that he adds I think hurdles he adds for himself. Layers. I think here's the deal. I think he has he a gets handicap. A, he yeah. gets yeah. a he gets an assassin budget, right? Yeah, he's he's like, uh, I'll do it for this much, and then they say, well, well, that's going to come out of your. Can you send receipts? Yeah. And he's like, yes, I'll send receipts. So then he has to go around and being like, I'm going to pay you five hundred dollars, mm. but he's really going to write down that he's paying them four thousand oh. dollars. Pockets it. Scum. This job is just really... He's unethical. Yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. Okay. Point taken. Free. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> that is a good point. That makes no sense. Yeah. He could just say... I mean, for a minute I was thinking, is he doing it because he knows James will get out of the gondola and go to the top? You know, I don't know how you would know that, but... Also, are they on the way up or down? Down. Down. Okay. So he does have to stop them. Uh, yes, but only once they are together. Yeah. Because it starts back up again as soon as he gets on the gondola. They're stopped. He stops it. And then the guy gets back on and they start up again and then meet in the middle and then the guy stops it again. Do you think it was just to prevent it from moving so that he could like make that jump? Because they have to, to, two of them. That's fine once they're together that they have to be stopped. Right. Yes. But before that, why? That guy is sitting at one control and the control for the other gondola is like 10 feet away. So he can't stop them both. Oh. Well, oh, you'd have to run they're both around. they're both on the same line, aren't they? I mean, they're on a big loop. You, yeah, like a ski lift. You would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, all, right. all you gondola heads out there, get with us on this. Let us know what's going on. Write us at gondolainfowars at gmail And I think it's sad that Jaws is on the gondola by himself. Self romance. <laughs> I don't not, get it. I don't understand. He's That's the most foolish. romantic. Look He's at the view. Uh-huh. You can see the airport. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, Everyone that, goes there for the airport. Tall right? statue of Jesus is probably visible. Right. Sugarloaf. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it is. Bob, like you seem to have I a loved question. his jump, though, from the one. I know. <laughs> because the three pieces of the edit <laughs> the first of all, the one of Richard Keel doing the like. Like beginning yeah, of the ready leap, to jump, yeah. it it is physically ridiculous because he doesn't. It just never looks like he's going to leave the ground because he just simply like shrugs his <laughs> shoulders and raises yeah. his arms a little yeah. bit. Then it flips to a tiny man jumping across the gondolas, <laughs> and then Richard Keeled landing. Yeah, oh, good. It's pretty rough. Yeah, um, yeah. So then they they get off the gondola. Jay, uh, Jaws has all all the gondola parts on the planet fall on him right, right. including one the of wheel. the pulley wheels yeah right uh <laughs> which you know they put around his neck because uh, it's funny um and uh, then i love how james and holly end up jumping to safety uh ambulance people come over and they don't wave them off. They just continue to make out, which is why James Bond gets knocked out because he's so horned up. <laughs> he's so yeah, horned that's up. Right. That After he's nearly like, getting oh, no, crushed, we're fine. He yeah. then start. He just instead right. of saying that, he's like, "Be right back." Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Then you so, have that whole ambulance sequence. 
Yeah, that is a weird sequence. Yeah. But it's another another disabling of a villain with a, a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Well, it's and it's odd because the fire ass. extinguisher is activated with his feet, but he he's already freed his hands. Yeah. yeah. Which are much closer to the villain. Sure. You'd think once your hands are free, you'd grab him, mm-hmm. not be like, my hands are free, but I'm using my foot, which is at the other end, to aim a fire extinguisher. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. The flirtation sequence is pretty funny. Just because of what Roger Moore does. He's got some great takes in this movie. Yeah. I don't mean to jump ahead, but his look into the camera at the very end when they're <laughs> they're having sex in space and he sees the camera so and he just right. does like space three sex. distinct looks that are so brilliant. And then it cuts right to the disco Shirley Bassey. <laughs> so great. Uh, right. So... Right, the ambulance. There's well, yeah. So then James Bond gets away and he dresses in a poncho. Right, when they're playing, we've established they're playing music from Magnificent, uh, Magnificent Seven. Seven. But he's obviously in a Sergio Leone costume. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, stumbles into Q Branch, which happens to be now located in Brazil, in a monastery, <laughs> in a monastery, in a monastery where people are like, who, who, who is doing the. I assume, uh, what is the uh, Brazilian martial art? Taibo? No. <laughs> Taibo. Karate. No. Mm, is it jiu-jitsu? No. No. What is it? Is it capoeira. Rough Naga. It's capoeira. Is that what Cap- it is? Yeah, it's capoeira, right? It's like the dance fight thing. I don't know. Whatever it is, there's monks doing it. Yeah. They open. He opens a door, and there's two monks doing that. That's mm-hmm. our first. That's our first foray into. Oh, something's going. And then on. they're doing like the little Catholic yeah, Hail Mary sign. I thought yeah, that was yeah. Uh, that's funny. And then I love that someone is is using the Moonraker laser um, to melt a wax figure. That that why melting head always. Puts I me love off. the sound for that. By the way, for the yeah. laser, yeah, oh. which is very synth creative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right. The they Moonraker went... laser was a great weapon for GoldenEye 64. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was a one-shot-you're-dead situation. Nothing looks more like a store-bought kid's gun than that white, white, completely laser. white, spray-branded yeah. laser. Which is also like, did we lose the laser technology from this movie forward? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> No movie after this is featuring the laser, which you'd kind of think like, James, we're just going to outfit you with this laser now. Well, uh, he does have a laser in the Aston Martin. In, um, but it's not a choo-choo. It's yeah. not a choo-choo, but it is a, it is a, I, a will space cut, I will cut the car off of the wheelbase. Right. Yeah. That right. he does with the Aston Martin in uh, Living Daylights. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is interesting because you, you take this franchise to a place that it never goes to again. Yeah. Right. Which is we've now put James we Bond have in space. We've now established there are space marines. We've now established that there are lasers, uh, hand lasers that can lasers. kill anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Not and, wax. And we never, we never go back to that. That's right. Yeah. I mean, thankfully. Yeah. Because if this good. movie then turned into a franchise that <laughs> always was fighting in space, I don't know that I'd be into it as much. But yeah. It's the forerunner of the aliens franchise, Colonial Marines. It's good to know that. Uh, that's that's true. true. Grounded in it would be amazing science. if that if their if their patch had shared any sort of design oh, that whatsoever. Would cool. Wouldn't that be amazing? My great 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 grandfather was at the Battle of Drax Station. Um <laughs> 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 uh, so then we then he gets in his hang glider boat and has a big mortar explosion chase reminiscent of the From Russia with Love. They even play that 
007 theme. So in this, uh, this James movie, Bond theme, right? Yeah. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. This I movie, so, he's yeah. in a gondola that turns into a hovercraft and a boat that turns into a hang glider. Right. Yeah. Pretty cool. That one doesn't bother me. No. That no, one that one's pretty. That's cool. pretty cool. That yeah. boat is very futuristic looking. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Pop, pop. And then in that part, I will tell you, when he goes over, speaking of Niagara Falls, when he goes over the falls there. By himself. By himself. (laughs) In a romantic hang glider. Uh Uh-huh. That's a wasted opportunity. Then Jaws is headed toward the thing, and he does one of his signature looks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's got a signature look. No, it... And when he did that, my 11-year-old son walked in the room, and he does his big... You know, like yeah. I'm going over the falls face. And my son, who just came in for that thing, he said, Is this James Bond? And I said, Yes. And he said, That's pretty cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted me to rewind that part and look at Jaws's face again. Which Christopher? Christopher. Yeah. That's yeah. He's 11. Idea. And I was like, Yeah, I guess it is pretty cheesy. <laughs> yeah. He has a lot of those moments. He does many takes in this. You want to have a seat, yeah. son, and watch the rest? No. no. Bye. <laughs> Bye. No. I'm yeah. going to go watch Clarissa. I'm going to go make slime I watch off YouTube. <laughs> but it shows you that Richard Keel is much more suited to just being a machine, yeah. a killing machine, than having any sort of. Although, know. when he actually finally speaks in this, he's it's kind nice. of subdued and almost sweet in a Frankenstein way. Yes. Here's yes. Us or whatever he says. Boy, did that throw me off, though. I know. I know. Once he turns, you kind of feel like, oh, that's what Richard Keel was like, probably. Yeah. You know, just like, sure, I'll do that. And yeah, well, here's to us. You know, it's apparently very religious like you. <laughs> do well, I, I sit behind in front of him at church because I don't I want to be able to see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, crazy. Can. no. Yeah. But, I mean, it's weird also that you're the pastor and you're sitting. Right. But I mean, that's to feel like one of the parishioners. Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't want to. Uh, I'm no better than you. them, Matt. I'm you know, no better than it, them. James. You're just, We're all part of the same flock. people. You're a man That's of the people, right. and y'all, y'all look forward to Jesus. Uh, <laughs> look forward to Jesus. <laughs> That's our church's motto. Come on in and look forward to Jesus. <laughs> what does that mean? Are we going to stare at him? Are we just looking forward to his return? It means whatever you uh, want it to mean. Everything. Yeah. All of the above. Um, so he goes into this, follows these bewitching ladies walking throughout the Amazon. The siren jungle. song, if yeah. you will. Right, and he travels very far, right? I mean, like I said, first he's just, he sees her coming off the hang glider, and then all of a sudden you see the falls way off in the distance, oh, and they yeah. cut to, now he's at the falls. And Here's then... the question. Does he know that these ladies are leading him towards Drax, or is this just James Bond being horned up and following <laughs> Little ladies? Little of both. <laughs> uh, I love when he goes into that that whatever shiny rocked Oh, it's a great set. Grotto oh, thing. So beautiful. The thing that cracks me up is... The rock that is pre-made yes. to tilt him into the water reminds me so much of like a Star Wars playset where they would have those things where you could put a figure on the little foot peg and then flip this like lever that was kind of like pop him off to look like they got knocked down. Like yeah, that was one of the most useless elements of a playset because it is so much easier to just take your hand and knock a soldier over or whatever than yeah. that but it felt like that's an integrated part of that playset to have that tilting rock <laughs> the moonraker playset yeah do you yeah. think they were planning for the playset god i wish do you think every rock was was set up to do that and and so any rock he stood well, on would have done that would have made more sense but it does seem like it's just the a, only rock that he happened ladies, to walk whatever through. you do Late, look, lady, look, Jill, listen to me. All of Mar- Marissa, 
<laughs> Look at me. All right, guys. Here's part two of the briefing. James Bond's probably coming. I want to talk about these rocks. Get him on yeah. this, this rock. rock. Because if he's not on this rock, he isn't going to tilt. And Phylon the python ain't going to come out of his snake hole and give him a real hug. I don't care how you do it. I don't care how you do it. If you have to all stand still, do that. <laughs> also... Don't feel like you have to act or put on any expression on your face. <laughs> no. It's not necessary. You're too pretty for expressions, right, right, ladies? That's why I chose you. All right, good job. There's an ice cream social. Just stand there and look <laughs> neckline deep plunged. Yeah. Let's continue. Um, so I just I want to talk a little bit about the space shuttle situation here <laughs> and how close people are to the launch of no, the shuttle. Yeah. Don't think about it. Yeah. Don't think about it too much. It's... <laughs> insane yeah it's so it might as well be a two-car garage (laughs) i cannot tell you how ridiculous this is maybe baba can even tell us it's i mean there are such tiny spaces for rocket exhaust to go out (laughs) but i will say they're beautiful they look i mean that that mission control is a gorgeous i like i wish our mission control Uh, yeah it's based on the mondrian paintings (laughs) oh that yeah when those shuttles launch throughout the world, like they show and launch in the snow and everything, the effects are really good. And if it's salt pouring out of the bottom of the space shuttle, just gravity of salt pouring out to make it look like the exhaust is such... I love practical effects. Wow. Like that. Yeah. Um, how When the shuttle launches, like in Cape Canaveral or Cape Kennedy, which... Uh, yeah, Cape Canaveral. Can, yeah. How space people yeah. are... How many yards? Like 500 yards away? You have away to be a, a couple miles away. A couple miles away. Yeah. So they're just I, in the room, basically. I was, at, like the launch of the, of the last, I was at the launch of the last space shuttle, and I was okay. standing as close as you could physically get. There. I was standing at the rope. And when that thing went off, not only do you hear a noise you have never heard in your life, but the concussive blast being two miles away from the thing hits you in the chest. Wow. And oh, like, I there's a point like where it. if you're so if you're x feet to it or x yards to it, your organs will liquefy from the vibration. I love that they essentially <laughs> crawl through a funneling tube, <laughs> and they are yeah. maybe fifty feet from that room where all the exhaust is, and they're just basically it's, you see it behind them, and then they just are like, oh, we outran that. <laughs> We're we staying ahead of it. It doesn't yeah. go down this corridor, guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> Crawl like the wind because there's a tube this big that if anything that would just rifle it into them and they would be in the barrel of a flamethrower. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Love Not it. just a flamethrower. Like and a destructive force yeah, unknown to anyone. And yeah. is space that limited that you have to double the conference room as the exhaust area for the space <laughs> shuttle? <laughs> I like, don't know, but I love that. It's an amazing set that, that it closes up. bought a bigger place. It right. So it sort of uh, echoes the um, Dr. No interrogation room because it's kind of got that, that diagonal circle, circle oval. above. Yeah. It's so, a great looking set. And when you watch that thing fold in on itself, it's oh, beautiful. Yeah. What, uh, what sticks out to you most, Bobek, as a, as a man of science is to... Uh, I guess my question is, what is the most implausible thing in this movie? Honestly, the one that struck me the most was... The making the of this movie? Yeah. <laughs> the they, script? The two things that really stuck out. One is uh, the shuttle taking off the airplane, because there was never be fuel in the shuttle right. when they're flying it around the world. Oh, because it would be too heavy? Yeah, why would you carry extra fuel? Like, you If know. there was fuel, could it 
do that? I mean, I mean, it would. Yeah, it'd be destructive to an airplane. Sure. Come on, MythBusters. <laughs> <laughs> um, that and then just the invisibility of a space station. Like, just, oh, like radar jamming isn't a thing. Like, it's not a cloaking oh, it does, device. Yeah, it's not a cloaking device. That's right. Yeah. yeah, it's like oh, there's something emitting a lot of noise up there. Well, it's on the dark side of the earth. So well, it's so can't. much noise that we shouldn't bother looking to see what that is. Right, that's what they do. Yeah, so much noise. Um, that's great. That's so funny. But I do also love that the like whatever the 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 counter group, whatever the American military organization is, Space Marines. Yeah, Space Marines. I love that they had a shuttle. Like we can go, we can launch. I know minutes from now. <laughs> so great. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's not how that ever happens. <laughs> that I love that too. That they always just on. Ready to call. go. Whether it's call. a full-on space emergency, what would that take? Or like what, the the amount of like manpower it would take to constantly have a shuttle ready to go. <laughs> you have to fuel it. <laughs> to you constantly. can't leave the fuel because it's cryogenically right. It's yeah. oh. it's super cold oxygen, oh. so it, it would it has to be fueled, and it takes hours. And <laughs> and then you also have to wait for the right time to launch so that you intersect the orbit in space. Otherwise, you're just like in a random part of orbit. You're like, oh, <laughs> here we go. Eight days later, you catch up to it. You're like, yeah, time to fight. <laughs> oh, that is great. We need to launch. Uh, it's going to be a while. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so ridiculous. That being said, I just love the logo for Drax's whole space shuttle enterprises. I yeah. mean, they may not have really done all that technology, but they got the design part right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the they built, they've made these shuttles after, like, I mean, because the... Enterprise hadn't flown yet. Enterprise right? was, no. but the Enterprise was built in the seventy six ish. They had planned like this to coordinate with the launch, but the launch was delayed. So yeah. this movie actually yeah. came out before the shuttle launch. Yeah, shuttle didn't launch till eighty one, something like that. Right. Yeah. So I think you, you missed. But it's by that point, it's already designed and right. built, and people went. I mean, the Russians were able to build one, so why not? Yeah, <laughs> why sure. not the folks right. at Moonraker? Sure, sure. Why not the folks at Moonraker? Folks at Moonraker. <laughs> we're here with the folks at Moonraker tonight. Late great John Young piloted that. <laughs> he just died. Oh, yeah. We flew every every manned space vehicle we had. Really, Mercury, Gemini, space shuttle. Wow. <laughs> what have you done, James? <laughs> oh wait he's by been myself he's been to venice i've been to venice while you nerds were in school <laughs> um this is also did you guys ever see ron howard's inferno based on the dan brown novel no no this is a very similar plot to that i've seen the towering inferno do they not quite that. <laughs> okay not, not the same all right that. yeah i've seen uh backdraft Ron not, Howard no. did Backdraft. Not there was that. an Inferno in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. There was an Inferno. So this is probably the same movie. Okay, guys, I was I was proposing a serious. Have question. you seen? <laughs> but have you seen Meteor, the also uh, disaster movie with Sean Connery? Oh no, it's not good. Also, uh, I'm but in then. It's really. There's a movie called Meteor. It's called Meteor, and it's another disaster movie after like Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. And, and a meteor is headed towards Earth. It's it's proto, uh, you know, Armageddon. I gotta see that. Um, Who else mm. is in? Is it like an all star cast? Or 
it's just another him. one of those like oh the, yeah that guy and the yeah. other guy but i don't remember anybody else the top oh sure 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 it's like an earthquake <laughs> yeah or an airport 70s like an exactly erwin right. allen yeah. style yeah. disaster exactly right why have we never seen this movie i don't know sounds delicious we should just do a series I, I'm of pretty like, sure i have it if you guys want to borrow it year year three of this podcast yeah the between you're gonna get more fringe we have yet to watch a single I know, movie a between single these. non we have to but do the these. betweeners i think should we should just explore the catalog yeah oh this of, is of each james bond actors uh, oh films. my god that's endless <laughs> um, except for Lazenby. Uh, oh, Sean Connery, Natalie Wood, Carl Malden, Brian Keith, Martin Landau, Trevor Howard, wow. Henry Fonda. Uh, wow, Brian this is, Keith. This is a good movie. Yeah. Family Affairs, wow. Brian Keith. Wow. That's, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well. Parent Traps, Brian Keith. Original Parent Trap. We're big Brian Keith fans, James and I. Let me see what Not else. to be confused with Keith Bryan. That's true. A lot of people make that mistake. <laughs> You know, Brian uh, Keith, what's uh, next on his my daughter list? killed herself by throwing herself off the O in the Hollywood sign. He later killed what? himself as well. Wow. That's right. He did. Brian Keith? Yeah. He uh, killed himself? So yeah. did Mrs. Beasley killed herself, too. <sighs> Mrs. Beasley killed herself? That's, oh, my God. That's how? the doll. From, I know. From both Family Affair and that doll was also featured in Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch as Mrs. Beasley? It might be. I don't know. That's weird, huh? Is that a fun huh. crossover? Might have been. Was that an was that actual doll that show? was like a name it of a doll? It may have been. I don't know. I feel like you're saying Mrs. Beasley. I thought that was I just am. a name that. No, that was the name. Jody. That was the name of the doll. Jody. Yeah. There was Jody and Buffy. Yeah. yeah. And Mr. Bodie French. And, French and yeah. uh, it was Sebastian Cabot. I can't do that voice. He made sloppy Samuels. That was what he called sloppy Joes. Like mm. untidy Samuels is what he called them. <laughs> oh, <my dear. laughs> That's so much more refined. It's ridiculous. Jesus. Why do I remember that? I don't know. Back to you, Matt Gorley. Well, let's see what I got left on my list here. I'm crazy about General Gogol's PJs. <laughs> Red. Red, yeah. General Gogol, often <laughs> often mentioned as an ally in James Bond literature. I think he is. He is. He really is. He almost always is. Yeah. I, I like him. I like that they have to do sort of slow motion acting when they're in the shuttle. It's pretty great. Yeah. They're trying to gesture slowly Yeah. and, and uh, talk where slowly. Where is that? I just need to know where that where that misconception of movement Moving comes slow. from in like the whole space you move slow situation i don't understand where it comes from is it just from footage of the moon landing where I, mean, people... it, that, I mean they do move a little more like you know cautiously i guess i think a lot of it comes from they can just be sitting there and an arm will start yeah. sort of like yeah. and you're floating out slowly. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's hair probably, looks like yeah. it's underwater i think is when you watch someone walking on the moon there, because of the gravity, you would imagine that they would come down faster. So it looks like they're yeah, moving in right, slow motion, right? Right. Yeah, right even though they're right. not. So they propel themselves, and then it takes a sixth of the time. Right. One sixth Earth gravity. They also place. used to think that gigantic people should move slowly. Like if you're doing yes, a a fifty foot woman, a fifty foot woman, yeah. they have to move slowly. For but some that reason. makes some physical sense because the bigger something is the, the slower it appears to move no well it just it has more mass and resistance yeah. right like yeah, like elephants it's heavier yeah look like they would move that's all right i mean yeah all right yeah. all right i've seen elephants move pretty slow i think i don't know that is an interesting question hmm. i just but i just like the whole this whole third act of this movie which takes place nearly entirely in space i believe the third act just essentially starts when they launch those shuttles um 
it the whole third act is as nauseating to watch for me as as Thunderball. Like it's so slow. Moving. It is definitely it's a so similar. Slow like they're move. like it's oh, a modern equivalent of an underwater yeah. battle. Look what yeah. we can do. Yeah. Because space doesn't lend itself if you're in free space, it doesn't lend itself to fast action because you're being helped around with a, a space pack. But ironically, when they're yeah, out but, in space and they get shot, it is pure fast motion. Yeah, just a lot of lasers. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lasers. Yeah. That must have been amazing in the theater where you just see the first big... I know Star Wars had already come out, but this one, they're like, well, there's a full squad battle in outer space. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't do that in Star Wars. No. They did, you know, you got to see uh, Leia in Out of Space. Uh, you sure did. A new one. Mm. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> I haven't heard about that. Uh, well, she's in Outer it, Space. It seemed like in that some of those master shots, they said like, you know, the effects guys were like, should we match the lasers up with anything in particular? Or should oh. they be coming from a certain gun? No. No. <laughs> Just <laughs> make it go from left to right and right to left. Just Start it anywhere you want. You yeah. Feel like. yeah. And do you want the sound to sync with those lasers? Not every time. <laughs> Not no necessary. Thanks. No. Do you hear sound in space? Then we we make our own rules. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. Can you? How does that work in in zero G's? In how zero are you speaking G's. with each other? If there's, well, you have the headset in your thing, and right? so your sound is at least well. There's you have oxygen, oxygen in there. You have a radio, yeah. It's a radio, right? right? It'll be like yeah. a radio signal. Look, I gotta I gotta run. I thought the lasers were great because yeah. uh, obviously, otherwise you, sh- you shoot and you would move every time you fired like a real gun that's or right, anything. That's right, you can't so have no recoil. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you do have this smart. I love that. To that's it. what you wait. You're this just came up. Logic like, on this guys, movie. What was I just talking with someone about? Oh, we were talking about this on uh, the Andy Daly podcast. That's coming about how you can't shoot on the moon. You shoot six guns on the moon and you're going to go just as far as the bullet goes yeah. the other way. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. Well, it'll the, make sense when this comes off. out. The physics are off on this, that. Yeah. This will make sense. No, the, aren't they? I mean, no. no. No? There's gravity on the moon. Yeah, you'll still, you'll still okay. have friction with the moon. Yeah. But right. one six, you'll go one six the. No. Uh, I no? think if you fired a gun on the moon, you'd, you'd be okay. No, there'd be some, there would be more kickback with. Well, it's not more kickback. Less. No. Same amount it's of kickback. Same amount of kickback. As long as your I mean, your hand is holding the gun. I know you, you're saying. The difference is if you this shot is my house. the gun, like, let's say, sorry, fair. Okay, okay. you're right. No, I don't. I'm, who's was, wearing a safari jacket in the He was giving you an out. <laughs> what I was you saying? To, I was like, if you, sh- if you angle the gun down, yeah. the, f- the recoil there might be enough to kick you up. As there opposed to on Earth, where your weight the weight is too much, like a, the recoil of a bullet okay. will lift you off the That's ground. That's what I'm talking about. There but you if go. you fire a bullet at the ground on the moon, maybe it's enough to give you like a little hop. But it's not gonna not gonna give you enough to fly. No, but I'm saying like if you shoot it straight, aren't but, you gonna no, go back? Just like Earth, straight is just like more or less just like Earth, right? Why I mean, would but why shooting it down would it launch you up? Because, because then, going, then the opposite guess. motion of the bullet going down is you going. It's the the conservation of momentum. Hold what on. keeps but, you? What keeps you from follow, What keeps you from moving backwards on Earth when you're firing a gun is not gravity. It's your yeah. physical being yeah. being able to hold the gun. But right. isn't it partially it's, gravity it's that's partially holding gravity you in place? Because the well, friction with the ground is a function of how much you weigh as well. Yeah. But in the moon, I don't know that it would be significantly. I mean, what about <sighs> guys? What about when you're jumping through the air and you have two handguns and you're firing them? Yeah. yeah, you should move back a little when you do that. Yeah, yeah. 
Right. So maybe that's maybe maybe you can do it. There. Well, what if you're jumping through the air and you fire two handguns in opposite directions? You would just stay still and time forever. Stay, stay still. <laughs> yeah, you would stay frozen midair forever. But that's only if you fire them perfectly through the center of your your center of gravity. I got yeah. that figured out. Yeah, yeah, that part's never. <laughs> okay. You're all set. Yeah, you're all set. Mm-hmm. What about a what about a some sort of wrist dart that might react with your nerves? I don't think there is one. <laughs> no, they make them. They're red. Uh, red was not red was not cyanide, right? Or was the blue the? I thought blue piercing? was armor piercing and red, <laughs> red is cyanide. cyanide. Oh jeez! What armor are you now, piercing with a dart? That reminds me. The one thing I'm re- I do respect this movie for is that James Bond never gets saved by external forces. Like he saves himself whenever he's. Mm-hmm. in a life and death situation. So when he's in the um, centrifugal force yeah. uh, thing, he shoots the thing and stops it. Yeah. And then the second time, I really don't like it when heroes are saved by chance by someone shooting the the villain from behind them, mm-hmm. where yeah. you just think like, well, that would have been their end, except for they just got really lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that James has to save himself with wits yeah. and weapons, but... You know what I mean? So yeah. that doesn't always happen. I remember I was watching Thunderball and there's a couple times where oh, yeah. James Bond gets saved by lot. other people. I yeah. think probably the stretch. I would say as high as twenty five percent of his diamond getting is luck. Out of, getting out of situations is luck. If yeah. you've got a hero like James Bond, he should be able to figure his way out of any death situation. It mm. reminds me of like the uh, they used to there used to be this um uh RPG game that was Star Trek and like Captain Kirk, all of his attributes, like he was like a four on intelligence out of ten, <laughs> and like a six in strength, but luck he was ten out of ten. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right place at right time. Ten out of ten. Wow. Uh, well we should uh, a great hero. bring this thing home. Yeah. Um they we shoot Drax out into the airlock. He gets sucked out into space. That's a good death scene, I think. Leia style. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good so yeah he shoots him with the dart I'm gonna put you out of my misery is a great line he's got some good lines he does anything Drax doesn't own he doesn't want see some yeah that's another good line which uh, yeah you should be used by all of us did you bring the dogs on the on the shuttle oh good question you should have brought the dogs Hmm. right Hmm. they're so well trained they're very well trained that would have been a waste they would not I don't think they'd do well in zero G. I guess well there's gravity once they spin the space station. Because also if they barked, they would go the other direction. Oh, but he can leave them on Earth because when he kills humans, he's just going to come back. Just come back. Just big, big terrain of meat. By the way, (laughs) also, can you imagine like the, um, like what, have they thought of how they're going to dispose of all these rotting human corpses when they get back to Earth? (laughs) Mm, There's going to be billions of corpses they're going to have to take care of. Yeah, you know how there's whose those, task is that? There's those uh, like there's like a website or some infographic that's here's how many people Bond has killed, how many has he saved? Because here he saves the population of Earth minus about a hundred and ten people. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and he's probably done that a few times over. Right. So stop worrying about how violent he is. Yeah. The ends justify the yeah. means. Yeah, and start worrying Good about point. how many times he's prevented World War Three. That's right. Four and five. Even. Every time. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Well, it's time to give this movie a rating. You get to choose from 0 to 007. From 00 to 007. I think uh, one thing that we've we've skipped here is the attempting reentry part, which is my favorite line (laughs) of the movie. How dare we? (laughs) I know. But just to leave it on that. That, Now, that is one of those one-liners where I'll be like, okay, I'm in. I mean, 
no yeah, pun intended there it's, like it's, it's so good it it makes perfect sense and q right. delivering it somehow really sweetens it yes a little. absolutely yeah. the charming yeah. old man because yeah. there's almost a sense that maybe he's innocent in that like i think can, he is you can yeah. give him the benefit of the doubt because he's not really looking at the screen, right? Doesn't he kind of turn around when he's oh, he looking that? at like the telemetry? Yeah. He's like, oh, they're attempting. That's re-entry. the way to do oh, it. But great. then imagine oh. if they gave Q the line, I thought Christmas only comes once a year. <laughs> or or if that does. Uh, it would be R. It's R, right? It's it's Cleese. Yeah. That's there no. looking at the monitor at that point. Oh, is it? Because he had. He had Desmond had already uh, left through the pool table. That's right. <laughs> he's already gone into the carbon freezing chamber. <laughs> Saying, I know. Uh, Could you help here? My hands are stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Do you know where the... I now know that those 70s molded plastic chairs in the shape of giant hands are just really just <laughs> life just casts of Q's hands. <laughs> All right. What's your ranking going to be? Uh, mm. Who wants to start? Oof, from okay. z- the zero rank, uh huh. I feel like Francis it helps our guest. Is, is triple O, yeah. Sure. Uh, uh-huh. Fuck you. Uh, I feel like it helps our guest if one of us goes okay. first. Yeah. Sort of so what's explain. the? Sorry, what's what? Double O seven is the best. But what, what, have we, what, have, what have you guys given a double O seven? We have so yet. Oh yeah, we've yet to okay. issue a double O seven. We've issued some double O sixes. Sure. Yeah. We've yeah. issued some double O six point five. Wait, but one of them has to at least be a double O seven, right? Oh, there will be. Oh yeah. Well, I know which one you guys will vote for. Of course, you know, but you do. Um, <laughs> Could be. So for this, this, this is you have your average James Bond movies, you have your above average James Bond movies, you have your below average James Bond movies, and I feel that this is firmly in the below average James Bond movies. Okay, there's not enough in it to make me bump it to a three point five, and there's certainly not enough in it to get a three. This gets a double O two point five. Moonraker mm-hmm. gets a double O. 2.5. Hmm. Well, for me, as you know, I, I, I think it's been well covered on this program that if a movie is, its biggest sin is if it's boring. I don't mind if a movie's bad as long as it goes big. And this movie goes big. And I have to appreciate that. And I take my hat off to it. I don't think it's a great Bond movie, but I enjoy watching it. It's fun. It's it's. It, experiencing self-love itself all over the globe <laughs> i think if if a, a double o 3.5 is middle of the road i'm gonna put it above that just Whoa. for for it's it's like in it's so inflated and ridiculous i give it a double o four hmm. wow I think if you had asked me before I rewatched it, I would have given this a 005. I'm like, oh, I love Moonraker in space. Yeah. You know, it's great. The poster is fantastic for yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then when I rewatched it, uh, I, was, I, was, I was like, oh, this is not, it's not very <laughs> it's good. It's like seeing your, like your grandpa has aged and their mind is slipping yeah. a little bit. Like, oh. Yeah, it's just, it's like the, you know, the, you can, it's like the, you know, yeah, the, the kind of the paint is a little bit uh, worn out and you're like, oh, I can see all this, uh, you know, behind the facade of like Las Vegas. I would give this, I'm going to give this a double O three. Okay. I think it's mm-hmm. not quite a- average. Yeah. But I really wanted to like it more. Again, it's, I remember loving this movie and thinking space is, yeah, this is it. Space yeah. is the place. Yeah, and it certainly was a huge hit when it came out too. Biggest gross grosser of the series to that point, I think. Well, I mean, 
really, I think we should all heed uh, to James here because he's the only one of us who's been to Venice. That's mm. right. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Thank you for acknowledging that. Um, guys, I want to bring it down here. Uh, we're going to pray? Let us... <laughs> Matt, could you take your hat off, please? I can keep my safari jacket. <laughs> Love this. Uh, Could you take off your pith helmet, please, Matt? Yeah, no, I'm not wearing a pith helmet. Where do you get? Do you have to reach, change the battery to get that fan to keep going? <laughs> you mock to me, take a double A, but you all want this. Look at this. I can clearly see your parachute under there. <laughs> we all can. Uh, this film is interesting because I agree with Matt. I, I think like it really is um it really goes for it you know like it's got some huge sets they're thinking big they you gotta swing for the fences uh and and if if you're not risking failure guys what are we doing right when we're making these things we're risking failure every time we do this podcast yeah yeah i've achieved it (laughs) (laughs) fail forward as will smith would say no, I, I think that, that and, and I think some of the serious parts are really good. I think some of the sets are amazing. The, some of the jokes, I think, are, are good. And some of the quips are good. I think some of the comedy is maybe the worst ever. Sure. So it really is all over the map, tonally, like, you know. Uh, yeah. But I agree that it's not boring. And it's, I don't, and, and I, I can follow the plot. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Oh, that's right. It is a pretty straightforward plot. Yeah. Compared to most Bond movies. Because every time it was going through and I would come across something that I was like, wait a second, what is this orchid stuff for? I couldn't figure that out. And then they answered it right yeah, after. Yeah, it was right. like, it was You're right. To, That's true. To um, make you know these bombs. Change your mind to 007. What? <laughs> 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 Just kidding. So that all said, I think I'm going to go with a 004. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. So we got a 004, a 004, a 003. It's, we need a tie break. And a double two point oh two point five okay yeah. so so I don't sorry. you just take the average of all those right that's how that works yeah, yeah. so that's a what it's a an average James Bond movie essentially <laughs> it's, a, it's, a like, it's like a double o three point four yeah. but if you if you added up all of your guys's uh, ratings would it really fall in the middle of what you've actually awarded to fo- to films yeah, yeah I, I think, think this is pretty much in the middle for me as a Bond movie. Yeah. I think you're going to find bit. that your weighting is below four. Like, it's going to be, I think it's if a I lower put, number. If I put this in the big scheme of the... I, which is yeah. fine. I yeah. mean, like, right there, where the bell curve falls doesn't mean that the center has to be right over the average. Let's see, there's 24 Bond movies. I think this would fall in my top 12, right around 12, probably, <laughs> 13, 14. Anyway. Um... Well, Matt, it's time to figure out what movie we're watching next. It's your choice this it time, It is friend. indeed my choice. We've still got a fair amount of Conneries and Moores left. We've yeah. only got two Craigs, and we've two done Craigs, all the Brosnan, Brosnan except for one, and we're out of Lazy Bees and we got and two Craigs, one Brosnan, many Conneries and Moores. Yeah. And you know what I say? What's better after more than more? <gasps> Mm. Oh, I'm so curious. So what That's have we right. got left? We've got Spy Who Loved Me. We've got Man with the Golden Gun, mm-hmm. Live and Let Die, mm-hmm. Octopussy, For Your Eyes Only. Wow, we have five. Everything you're saying right now yeah. is amazing to me. Mm. And I'm very excited about all of them. But perhaps the one that I'm most excited about is The Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? <laughs> what I made you choose film. that? 
Uh, today's discussion of James Bond in a gondola drawing out assassins. <laughs> How? What do you mean? That's all Scaramanga does. Oh, okay. He wants, to, he wants to take assassins on one-on-one. Yeah. But doesn't uh, it also have the big boat ride with um, Jay Culpepper? The, the, <laughs> oh. Or whatever his name is. It Jay. sure does. Right. I thought that's what you were... You were feeling nostalgic for. He's got for. a powerful weapon, guys. He, he charges does. a million a shot. Which See, that's great. We have an established assassin rate. So I know his accounting a lot better than I know Jaws' accounting, mm. which is fuzzy math. That's yeah, true. It really is. Wow. Also one of my favorite uh, Bond girls in that movie. Britt Eklund or yeah. Maude Adams? Britt Eklund. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. What do you like about her? I don't know. I just, I really, like, really resonates with me. Huh. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I, I think it's a, the aesthetic of that. Oh, yeah. 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 There's some great hair in that movie. We'll find out more in two weeks when James Bonding will returns. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 